you're listening to Mentors Military, it's Robert Gowan. We're sitting here at 15 Perry Street, and my sidekick for these podcast episodes is the one and only Jason Belford. Thank you. Um, so in this episode here, we've got a guest who uh, traveled a pretty good distance. And Ray, welcome to the uh, Mentors Military Podcast, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice to see you guys in person, finally. It's I've kind heard of your voices a bunch. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and I've seen your photos like on Instagram or something like that. But you're right. It's kind of weird, you know. Um, and I've had people that like meet me or talk with me on the phone and then they'll be like this is like really weird because you know i listen to you and then i can actually see it um that's weird for me by the way you know because i always listen to my own voice i never do when i first time i had podcast i was like wow that's gonna go horribly <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll kick this thing off and uh, roll into it and stuff so tell me where is it the tell them i guess where is it that you came from oh uh, Yellowstone National Park, so just just outside the park, north side, uh, Montana side. Yeah, that's where we live. And I, I there. love that whole area, by the way. We went out to Wyoming, Jackson Hole, and um, we went to Jackson and stayed in the city and stuff, but tried to get out of there and go out and hike and all that. And probably, you know, it was last summer, and it was probably one of the best vacations um, that we ever took. You know, it was just me and my wife and another couple um, because we were able to check out. As soon as you drove out of Jackson, the telephone didn't work. You know, the cell phone didn't work. You lost signal. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it was like around, I think it was more like April maybe or something like that, May. The bears were just coming out of hibernation. Um, so we had our spray, you know, and I had uh, my friend who was on point. And uh, he always had his hand on the trigger, you know, ready to go, just in case. And, of course, uh, I looked at that as being, you know, with him being on point and having the spray, I'd have probably a good 15-second head start that I holly an ass behind him, you know, with me ahead of him or however you want to look at it, you know. And uh, so hopefully everything worked out well. But, um, man, we had such a blast. I mean, you could use your phone for photo taking, but that was about it. Yeah, it yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Jackson side, that's, that's the, that's the rich side there, right? Yeah, that's well, yeah. billionaires, the Tetons. Yeah. yeah. Billionaires on that side, Montana yeah. side. I'm not uh, a billionaire kind of, just so we clarify. Yeah, no, it. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah but beautiful, you know, for vacation, <laughs> um, Montana side, you know, it's a little more of the Carhartt crowd yeah. there, you know, that's my crowd and, uh, right there. Yeah. Right? It's sorry, Rob. but it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And bears. I got two little kids and hiking with, you know, your kids in like grizzly countries, like scary, you know? Cause you're, yeah. I mean, you know, just they're they're one bite for that bear. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean that's just put them down. Now, for the most know. part, though, they they don't bother you unless you really mess with them, right? Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, or is, is know, that bears, true? You know, no. It, yeah, it's like any wild animal. Yeah. I mean, they, they they you know they don't want anything to do with the humans, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, most injuries, deaths <clears throat> occur from uh, you know like surprise encounters. It's usually a sow, like a mom, protecting yeah. the you know the cubs. Cubs. That's that's the predominant, you know, cause of, you know, human death or injury. Yeah. yeah. Most of the ones I've seen, they, they may take off after you, but then they're just kind of like trying to scare you. And yeah, as long as you back off. I've watched Revenant. All right. <laughs> so, you guys aren't convinced me. Bears yeah. are not good for me. Yeah. yeah the, the bluff. So you're talking about the bluff charge, right? The bluff charge is you know, something they do. It's behavior, but I, I never happened to me. I don't know that, you know, I, I don't yeah. know how I'd, Respond to a bluff charge. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I'd be able to stand in there. You know what I mean? You're not supposed yeah. to run, but 
Yeah. They're saying it and then there's, you know, yeah. you're really out well, there with them and it's like, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. see that video? I don't know if it necessarily went viral, but somebody shared it with me prior to us going to Wyoming. And I think it actually happened in, uh, in uh, Montana. It was a mountain lion. And this guy was walking down this path. Did you see this video? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's like chasing or, or yes. kind of like stalking. Yes. Chase. Yeah. So yeah. he, I guess, came up on her cubs or, you know, her pups or whatever they're called. And she got really nervous about it. So he's walking backward. Of course, he's filming this, you know, like I guess with his, you know, camera or whatever, his phone. And he's at first, he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's just kind of trying to walk away. And she keeps walking after him. And this goes on for probably a good, I don't know, 30 minutes or something like that. Until one time he just decided to, like, get mad or something. And at that point, she turns around, she heads back to wherever it is she came mm-hmm. from. Well, I figure if I ever but, got put in that situation, my, my, my kids or, and or family who's with me might find out, who, uh, you know, what the three Ds are real quick. You know, distance, direction, description, as I'm, <laughs> as I'm getting the hell out of that. <laughs> right? Oh, well, just like what you're talking about, we go on a trail. I know this sounds really bad. But we go on those back trails and everything, and we see these families with kids and everything. And my buddy would be like, let them get on ahead. That's you know, right. let them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, with cougars, too, uh, you know, we've, we, you know, we track cougars, you know. Uh, track uh, yeah, so uh, like, like, we got like you're looking too. for them. We got wildlife biologists mm. in the park, and we try to like collar them, right? And not all of them, right? But some of them, so we kind of know what's going on. And one thing we've learned from that is that like cougars are often very close to uh, areas where there's you know lots of visitors. Like they'll hang out near a trail on a carcass, and so you know they they're often in like pretty close proximity to people. And kind of my takeaway from that is, yeah, they're not like vicious. Like oh, you know, I want to go kill a human today right like yeah they're just yeah for the most part they're they're out there you know people are by them sometimes and they kind of keep to themselves they don't really see us as food so, my take on that yeah. is like they're like i'm just looking for targeted opportunity let me go jack with yeah. this guy named jason look for that little four-year-old kid that gets too far from his parents you know? um so have you gotten so. to the uh television show uh yellowstone yeah, I've I've seen parts of that. I it's like like one of those shows that like I don't think they they don't really film in the area. You oh, know? they don't. I thought yeah. that they. I thought yeah. the house I thought is actually yeah part, in Montana. Parts of it, it are Wyoming but, or something. Yeah, yeah, parts of it are I think and. You know, there's just another movie. Dude, don't like ruin that. it for me. The beauty. I'm, I mean, yeah, the beauty. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying that the, the beauty of the area and everything. So is that yeah. being filmed there? Then I, I think some of the shots are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that you know that's it's common that you see a lot of movies that are like oh, yeah. set in Montana. A lot of them right movie. here in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, with the 1883 series of the Yellowstone. You know, yeah, the, I haven't started watching that yet. <clears throat> no. Um, I've watched four seasons, and you'll know your four shows, and you know why I want to tell you this. But Marcus, uh, uh, the owner of Limitless Canine, that's where Havoc came from. Yeah, Havoc's dad is actually the dog in that show. Oh, yeah. well, then I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to watch it anyway because, you know, I've already gotten through the four seasons of Yellowstone and thought everybody's saying, oh, you got to go. You know, now you got to watch 1883 because it's the, you know, precursor or whatever. But. Um, so what do you, what do you, someone who lives there, what do you think of it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, like anything though, it's easy to get desensitized. Like 
Yeah, but what about the, the prevailing attitudes and, and everything that's within the show about the people, uh, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, I've just seen, you know, bit, bits and te- pieces. I mean, it's a, you know, it's kind of a, um, it, it is interesting. I'll yeah. I'll tell you that. Like, it's a good show. It's well done. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Do you own uh, any horses or anything or? No, uh, I got a dirt bike and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guns. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but horses, man, that's, you know, you got to have a little money to have horses. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got to so. live in Jackson like he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't live there. <laughs> Let's be but, clear. And I went yeah. there during, uh, actually what's beautiful is that, uh, and it would just probably help my experience that I was right at the conclusion of ski season and right before summer session, so everything was discounted big time. Oh, yeah. Because they just yeah. need people to keep the revenue going, you know. So tourists that come in, they they give you these uh, major discounts and such, but it was still expensive, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. while we were there. Yeah. But, Is that uh, where you're from? Like from no, from? no, I'm uh, I'm from South Texas, but I don't. I don't really claim it. You know, I got out of there. Yeah, you don't I, have the Texas accent. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. It was... Uh, I San mean, Antonio you know, when you say South, like Corpus like, Christi or yeah, San Antonio? Yeah, like Corpus Christi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, out, out there, kind of in the brush country mm-hmm. outside Corpus. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, I mean, it's Montana's about as different as you could possibly get from, you know, from Corpus. But uh, I always so, like the always like the mountains. You know? I don't want to go too far ahead because yeah, yeah. we're almost like fast-forwarding, but... Is it because you wanted to literally get off the reservation and, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I'm finding is a lot of guys, you know, they they literally just want to check out. And, you know, that can be good, could be bad, just depending upon the mental situations (laughs) and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Because then you literally have time to get inside your own head. Yeah. No, we're we're out there, uh, you know, we're not too, like, we're not, uh, we're in a rural area, but not. You know, like totally, like way up. So you're not like literally off the grid. No, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's. I mean, that's admirable for people to do that. Like you said, get in your own head. Like I don't mind is the devil's playground. You know what I mean? That's how you like. That's how you literally drive yourself crazy and get in trouble and all that. So yeah, I don't know what I I like peace and quiet. But thankfully, when I'm by myself, I got my dog because he keeps me busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found like, you know, in, in Wyoming, again, we were on vacation, so it's a very different thing. But just the beauty of the outdoors, I could totally see moving out there and getting away from everything that is the world that, as we know it today that's electronic. Whether it's television, radio, social media, whatever. I mean, I could totally see immersing yourself in that beauty. Oh, yeah. 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 I'd, I'd love in the it. outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. I do, you know. I, you know, we we fish, we hike, <clears throat> backpack, we do all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, we, we we love the outdoors. My wife and I, our kids. Should grow, um, you should grow just like a grizzliest of all grizzly beards. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. You get you get um, yeah, kind of been through phases, but I, I uh, you know, yeah, we we love it. I tell you what, you know, if you're not into winter sports, it's a long winter up there. Oh you know? yeah. Um, so, you know, you see people that, you know, maybe come in. They, they go there in the summer, right? Or it's beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my God, this is paradise. And Which then, summer's you know, like, what, six weeks long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and then, you know, they move there, and then, yeah. you know, you're like, hey, this is, you know, you're pretty far north up here, and it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a tough place to be. So if you're not in a winter sports <clears throat> like skiing or, 
you know, if you're not into like the things, the outdoors, as well you know, as the you're not gonna do well attire, clothing, and such that goes with that, to understand <laughs> what that really means, because yeah, how much, what kind of snow? I mean, feet like six, sure, eight, yeah, yeah. Oh well, you know, in the mountains, I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy, but you know, down in the valley bottoms, it's it's not it's not horrible. Yeah, um, but well, they call them uh, in Arizona. When I'd go out there and jump with the RC, they in different times of year when you get out there in the winter time all the people from up north have they call them snowbirds mm-hmm. and like yeah. in uh, arizona they have like all these open just rows and miles and miles of nothing but rvs and stuff like people come, they come down to florida that. too that's the whole yeah, yeah. like is that is that kind of how they, they people get out up there and yeah you get you know you get a lot of people <clears throat> who are uh you know summer homes up there a lot of wealth like you know near yellowstone national park i mean they're pretty pretty desirable areas just like on the jackson side right um so you get a lot of wealth and then you know the summer you get you know the people that are there with their second homes their vacation homes but mm. then you know winter's just the locals right it's the yeah. people who don't have money to go yeah, somewhere else for get the up there this, this summer you know yeah yeah <laughs> so uh it's it's good but you know kind of the other point on like getting away from people like it's you know it's population densities are pretty low up there yeah you know and i, I like it that way mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't like crowds uh i don't like big you know, big masses of people, man, coming down, come coming through, you know, Atlanta and the airport yesterday. I was like, man, this is the most people I've seen in a long yeah, time. I bet. Man, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I was getting kind of wigged out, you know. <laughs> so, uh, did you grow up your whole life in Texas, or? Yeah, a lot. In- yeah, a lot of it. I mean, you know, we kind of moved around. I was real young, but then, you know, like when I yeah, was pretty much. So it's where of, you graduated high school. Yeah, yeah. Most of my life, that you know adult or younger life that I can remember was all in Texas family yeah. still there they were and they uh they ended up in Colorado Springs um yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's kind of odd too because yeah. I, I have friends that went from Texas to Colorado Springs and then some went from Colorado Springs to Texas it seems to be a transitional or the the route I guess that <laughs> A lot of people go. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. It is, yeah. Because you're going think, from extreme heat to cold. Well, I think for a lot of people going from, you know, te- Texas, they, they vacation in Colorado, mm-hmm. right? And so okay. people kind of like, hey, this is cool. Like, why that the hell do I live in Texas? You know? <laughs> so they end up in Springs or in Denver or yeah. you know, one of those areas. And Springs is a big military town, too. It's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I like the the vibe there. So my parents, like, retired there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's cool. But uh, it's 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 busy, too. It's real crowded there. It's Yeah. yeah. I got some friends uh, uh, live in Texas. My uh, old ranger buddy uh, Pete and um, his ex-wife Claire. They they, they live in um, couldn't even tell you, but it's outside of Houston. And I went there to see him a couple of months ago, and I was like, I could live here. Just, yeah, but I, I do live in Georgia, and we have like every season, every other day. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's definitely hotter there and more humid. Uh, if you can believe that, I think. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I lived that just outside of Houston for five and a half years or something like that. And it, it absolutely is great there. You know, I mean, they, you have all the types of things that you do here in the Atlanta area, you know, with, uh, you know, restaurants and shows and sports and everything that you want to get yourself into. But, again, there's – I don't know – if I could fully immerse myself and jump into it, like to just, God, let's just go out to Montana and get away from everything like big city and the comforts of life. And 
live out with yeah. nature. Um, I love li- in like the cold. Pine Mountain's good for me. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay to visit it in short spurts. Yeah, um, right. yeah. but I don't know that I could do it. So, so well, well, tell me. I mean, after high school, what made you end up going into the army in the first place? So, what what was it that attracted you to that direction? Just to get the hell out of Dodge? Is that yeah. kind of what it was? Or? Well, no, I, I uh, you know, growing up there, like South Texas, like outside Corpus Christi, I mean, there's a big military yeah, big presence, Navy, you know, all and, over that yeah. area. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my father, he was a uh, he was a career naval officer, so you know, I, I uh, you know, I knew what the military was, and you know, always was around it. Uh, so I had a sense of like wanting to do that, just not knowing exactly what, you know, which route and like what I wanted to do, Yeah, you know? So yeah. like I was, you know, I had that all in mind most of, you know, I think most of my life that I was going to go that down that path. And it was just a matter of like figuring out what exactly. And then, you know, I'm at the age where, you know, nine eleven was yeah. right there. Like I was a freshman in college when that happened. And, and okay. I was like, all right. So you ended up going into college then? Yeah. Which, yeah. which one? Where'd you start? Uh, Texas A&M. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I went there, did their, uh, like, core cadets. Mm-hmm. Got a good program. Um, Roll time. And, uh... <laughs> 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 okay, <Yeah>. now. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, did that, and, uh, yeah, and that's where, you know... And then, you know, I was a freshman when 9-11 happened, and I was, at, you know, one point, was like, all right, you know... I want to go enlist and yeah, you know, get in the fight. You didn't know which branch at that time frame, or did you already I, have you it know, figured out? You know, I was actually leaning toward the army, and uh, you know, I, I kind of started thinking, that, you know, Marines were, you know, I like the Marines. It was you know, yeah. my dad being Navy, and that's you know, yeah. Marines and Navy. Yeah. Um, but uh, the yeah, the Army's the the path I ended up going down. Some of that was because of. Uh, you know, friends kind of told me about the Marines just being bro- kind of the broke branch, you know, of uh, of the military. You ain't wrong. Um, and, uh, you know, and not, you know, they were specifically like, it was like, hey, you know, the Marines, they got night vision goggles from Vietnam. And like, they're like, you know. They do get a lot of the leftovers, yeah. especially from they the did. Army. That's, well, the, you know, yeah, yeah, that's where. It goes to still you know, rocking ships, seven bravos. <laughs> that, the, the, the naval budget goes to ships and fighter, yeah. you know, aircraft, and then the seals get, you know, more money than they know what to do with, and then you know all the little scraps go to the, yeah, you know, go to the marines. Um, so and I, you know I think it makes them tougher, but you know, <laughs> um, I, I like the Technique. I like the army. Yeah, and then we had uh, instructors in college. That, you know, I got exposed to, and both were old, like, Ranger Regiment guys. Um, you know, one was a NCO, uh, Vic Hoyos was his name, and then the other was uh, a captain. His name was Dario Lorenzetti. And uh, those guys were just, yeah, they were, like, large in life. And, like, Lorenzetti was, like, old-school Ranger, had, like, the mohawk. High and tight. Yeah, high and tight, just yeah. Four on top. Yeah. Spit shine boots. Scooper, yeah. Like, Starts real squared away. It could yeah. stand on its own. Yeah. 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 Like, old, like, pre-G-Watt yep. Ranger Regiment. Yep. You know. Blue I know him well. Yeah. 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 Blue book, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, so, he was hardcore. And then, uh, the, the NCO, Vic Hoyos. You know, he was, uh, I think he didn't been in Grenada and Panama, um, you know, had real like combat time with, um, with the regiment. And so we all like that dude was God, yeah. you know, cause this was like before yeah. 9-11 yeah. and everybody started getting combat yeah. tours. 
Yeah. So like you had your CIB pre nine eleven. Yeah. You know, likely you were, Panama. Yeah, you were yeah. you were God, yeah, man. Like every, whatever yeah. you were saying, everybody's like, uh huh, uh huh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, had a little gold uh, yeah, star. Yeah, 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 there. yeah the jump star, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or yeah, the, the combat jump star, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we looked at those guys, and it was just, you know, I want to be that dude. Yeah. You know, so that's that's where like the, you know the kind of whole Ranger Regiment idea. Yeah. Really sunk in pretty deep from just those guys, you know, and exposure yeah. to them. It, Hoyos, you know, he, that, that instructor, I mean, he was, you know, he was quite a bit older, right? Like he'd been, um, you know, he was probably in his, you know, like close to 40 at the time. And like, he'd take us out. We were like 19, you know, 18, 19, like real fit kids. And he would just smoke the shit out of us. Like we'd go run with him and just, you know, he would just break us off, man. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking that now I'm 40. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll do that, dude. Superhuman. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the hardest part of my job yeah. as a first sergeant, just keeping up with you, those young guys, man. Yeah. I'm like, it's a young yeah. man's game. First sergeant's got to go out there and do it. I'm like, this is, oh, man, it's just a grind. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially, yeah, when you're like, you know, as you get older, you're like just putting all those miles on and jumps and all that stuff, man. It's just, it's incredible. So, like, the, the you know, guys that are, you know, um, you know, I think those senior NCOs that can still, like, just – just haul ass, man. It's cool. It's yeah. cool to see. And yeah. I, you know, you, you appreciate it even more as you get older, you get to be that age and you're like, Oh, in the f- yeah. <laughs> how's that dude? <coughs> yeah. Anyway. So, so, you know, it's guys like that, that I was like, man, I want to be them, you know? And, uh, you know, that, that really got me like motivated. But for, in, when nine yeah. 11 hit and you're a freshman, I mean, you have a choice at that point. All right. Do I go join the fight or do I go on and become an officer, which is the route really you're on at that moment. So you just wanted to get in it. Oh yeah. Bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of, a lot of guys were, what were those men? What thinking, were those guys thinking though? What were they mentoring you guys? You know? Oh yeah. Point? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people thought, well, there's no way this, this is going to go on for 20 years. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. You were like, dude, this is, you know, well, this will be over in six months. Like I, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to miss it. Right. So, um, so I went to Hoyos, the, the NCO, yeah. specifically the combat vet, and I was like, hey, I'm going to enlist. And I thought, because he, he was enlisted, dude, he was gonna, I thought he was going to be like, yeah. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, stick around. Yeah. Get your get your degree. And and I was like, but the war. And he was like, no. War is going to be there. War is going to be there. I promise. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're just, you don't know that. And. Meanwhile, he was. Yeah, we're getting ready for Ukraine at this moment. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like anyway, go back. There's all, you know, there's always. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, for you know, for an enlisted guy, and you know, a combat vet to kind yeah. of be like, hey, slow down there, high speed. Yeah, that's you're right. Be, you'll be fine. You'll get yours. And you know, so I was just like, I, I don't, man, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm just gonna listen, mm. and it worked out. That's good you did. Yeah. That's good on him for being that kind of mentor right up front. Yeah. Know? That's good. Yeah, That's a good yeah. start. It's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I ran into him overseas, <clears throat> too. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I ran into him overseas. He was super squ- secret squirrel at the time, like, you know, using a whole different name and all ah. that shit, you know. He's a good dude. And then Dario Lawrence Eddy, the old school ranger captain, he got killed in, uh-huh. uh, in Afghanistan. Suicide bomber. It was down, and uh, it was kind of a big event but when it happened. But, you know, it was like, man, everybody, you know, everybody I knew 
ended up in the fight, you know, and I think a lot of us that yeah. were in part of that, yeah. you know, kind of in at that time, we're getting in at that time. I mean, everybody had tours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting time. You know, I kind of look back at the last, maybe even like five or 10 years and a little different ball game, you know? Right. We're like, man, army base in 2006, 2007, <laughs> you know, everybody had a, everybody had a CIB, everybody had a combat patch is, you know, it's a different ball game, man. Yeah. So, uh, I've been thinking about this stuff, man. I'm going to, Go down to Benning today, and I haven't been. You there need for, to. I haven't been there for long. I haven't been there since Ranger School. Yeah, um, no, you know. no. You need to go down there. Um, it's changed a lot, you know, since that time frame for sure. But you ought to just go down there to Hollow Ground and just kind of walk it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jason probably like you're crazy. Go down there for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, Jason. Yeah, it Someday, will be, man. You know, I'm it's true. <laughs> it's true. You ain't wrong. I, I'm changing out as a, you know. Two years as a first sergeant on uh, on Tuesday, and, uh, and and you know I've, over the last few days, probably a week, I've been reflecting on like you know what got me here and you know all the things and and you ain't wrong like uh, hell I ain't gone yet and I'm still I'm already about to miss it you know yeah. and that's, uh, I, but I definitely understand what you're being but I would. If I could just skip through Fort Benning and go straight to the brown fence, probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but, I'll, you know, it's, so, you know, I did, um, you know, like, man, PT sessions, just crazy PT sessions. That's, that's kind of what I remember about school and, yeah. like, being with, like, those guys, those old school, like, Ranger Regiment dudes, which just total crazy smoke sessions. What year did you go to RIP? Oh, so we, uh, right on the officer side... It, you know, it's kind right. of a different yeah. track, right? But, yeah, so we went to, like, I went to the infantry course as soon as I graduated, like, 2005. You know, like, finished school and then, like, came right to Benning, like, within a week. And then infantry course, airborne school, ranger school, like, all just stacked all those up, like, boom, 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 boom. That's a good time. And it, Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was intense, man. Um so, you know, ranger school is the first time I ever, you know, I felt like, you know, we, we had like smoke sessions, right. In school. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, but like, I'd never, and man, I, yeah, like the physical challenges were, were like not that big of a deal, but like being hungry, man, that was the first time I was ever hungry. Like <laughs> funny Americans. What, funny what you remember. Yeah, right? Americans like, we don't, you don't know, like most people don't know hunger. Yeah. Like real hunger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people do in other parts of the world or like ranger students. <laughs> um, and that was the one thing that I was like, again, cause like growing up, like evening school smoke sessions. When I was growing up, I did boxing and like on this whole like old school hardcore. Your gym. nose is in good shape for it. It is, right? Yeah, I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I could get my ass kicked all the time. Um, <clears throat> man, so I was just like all the physical stuff and like yeah. hardship and just you know, getting, you know, literally or metaphorically punched in the face all the time. Yeah. Um, that was, that wasn't a big deal. It was, man, being hungry though. I was like, I'd never been hungry before. <laughs> that messed with me. Like I almost got peered out of the first phase of ranger school or, you know, like you get your evals after mm -hmm. yeah. each phase, you yeah. know, and I was like right on the edge and I was like, okay, I had to like step outside myself and like do a little soul search. And I was like, I'm being a little bitch. Like, I'm being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> You know, and it, that, that was like a wake up call for me. And yeah. then I did really well after that. But like, I almost like I was just I'd never been hungry. No before. recycle. No, nope, straight through. Wow. Yeah. 
which is like very good. Yeah, yeah. which almost feels like cheating, right? Like you're supposed to spend <laughs> the like, experience. Yeah, Ranger School is supposed to be like six months, right? <laughs> I, I went twice. I got the full experience. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> First time was just a trial. Let yeah. me see what this is all about. I was like, you know, maybe I'll come back and do this later. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Yeah, that was the one thing that was that was that was tough for me. But like, I think you know, growing up, college young you know life high school all that like i'd i'd had a lot of like you know like a real physical guy and you know, boxing football that kind of stuff and so i was well you had you instructors know. that were probably teaching it at that level of physicality as well oh yeah yeah, yeah that's what i said we like we go do a 13 mile run yeah you know like yeah. on a monday morning before class yeah um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know in college with the you know the nco and the, the captain and it was like so that, that, that part was, that part was okay, man. I felt pretty yeah. physically, pretty, pretty Food. ready for everything that came eat. at me. Yeah. Ranger need to eat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, uh, when I went to ranger school, I, I was told this on my podcast the first time. I, when I was in Afghanistan, my first trip, you know, like we would eat MREs and you might not eat, you know, like you'd starve. And then when I went to ranger school, I was like, we could do these a day. <laughs> 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 Four hours sleep. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 And, and that's what we were right. Like the whole idea with Ranger School, right? Is like you're, you're, you're replicating sort of kind of some like that combat stress. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I was like, we're, dude, we're the American Army. We're not going to like run out of food yeah. in a war. And oh boy. Was our, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like you're talking Absolutely. about. I was on one of those long tours in Afghanistan where it was like, I'm so hungry, man. Like for real, oh, like, yeah. and like supply bird got shot up and we're fucked, you know, like there ain't no, we had a CDS know, drop burn yeah. in. Yeah. It's like, there goes my food. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go into a village, like begging the locals for that's food right. you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, that, that whole element. Like I never had that in Iraq. I was never hungry in Iraq, but in no. Afghanistan, man, I was, oh, yeah, yeah. Dealt with it yeah. And so like the, the younger guys that had not been through any experience like that, like, I don't think, you know, AIT or anything like that, you know, the infantry, like kind of the baseline infantry stuff doesn't, I don't think really, they don't really hit the hunger element very well. No. No. And, and so I think again, if like you haven't been exposed to it and then the first time you're dealing with it in combat, that's not good, mm-hmm. you know? And so those those guys, I think a lot of them didn't, you know, obviously didn't fare very well. Yeah. You know, um, so, so good on Ranger School for, I don't know if the hunger thing still, like, I kind of, oh, oh, it's still there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, all right. That's good, <laughs> yeah. man. That shit. That's yeah. still there. Yeah. 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 Sleep deprivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Food okay. deprivation. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Where, where did you end up going after Ranger School then? Because you didn't go right to Rogue. Yeah. 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 I went to uh, 10th Mountain Division. Okay. And then, yeah, so that was my my first tour, and I picked. Now wait, tenth then was still was that they, they only had three Polk? brigades. Well, what year was it? Oh uh, six, oh five, oh six. Yeah. Was, so it was. I was a drone. Oh yeah. You were. Yeah. yeah. So you're in third brigade. Yeah. Second and third, third brigade. brigade. Yeah. Yeah. I was brigade. in fourth brigade. We were the bastard children down in Fort Polk. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, so you know you was you know at the kind of end of. College, you you pick, you know, which units you want to go to, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I had drum up there because I thought drum was still like real ski troops. 
I kind of mm-hmm. like, I didn't get the memo on that. Yeah. <laughs> like the 101st is still airborne? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, Rocket Toms. I didn't read that for you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they're, I mean, so drone, they're still, 10 pounds still doing because it's, you know, drum is brutal. Like the winter out there is horrible. Mm. So they're still, you know, getting a lot Light of infantry. good cold weather yeah. training and they're out there in the snow and there's some terrain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, you know, I was, uh, you know, it worked out pretty good, but, um, you know, I thought, I, I thought I was going to get the ski training, never got that, but I went to mountaineering school. That was cool. That oh was, yeah. That's yeah, cool. That was something that's I really, good. how was that really wanted to do in, in terms of like, uh, just dealing with the cold and, you guys didn't have to dump into one of those uh, holes and in, into the water and stuff, right? No, Get we did a river and, crossing, yeah. um, you know, and it was, this is up in Alaska, right? So like all, you know, it's, it's cold. Yeah. And uh, that was, that was kind of the one big like water event was, you know, you do some road bridges and then you just do river crossing. We were more or less in the river. What kind and of gear did you have? kind of gear yeah like you have gore-tex and everything uh, were you all nice yeah. and cozy and warm no I guess? man no 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 it was <laughs> no snow when you're walking yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was all like you know it was kind of army school where it's like all <clears throat> just kind of the basics but yeah I, yeah I remember being cold and you know wet a lot it was uh, yeah it was alaska so it's and it was it was it was like a summer like we were there in the summer but you know mountains in alaska oh, it's beautiful there. yeah it's never terribly warm up there but we did you know so i did that and then i worked uh you know because this is in between well you know i was a climbing ranger for the national park service too like i, I kind of did that before you know i i was active duty so i had a lot of like good exposure to you know being in the mountains Outdoors, and just mountains, like yeah yeah like knowing what to do like rope work you know like just knowing your way around order. yeah yeah knowing your way mm. around ropes and you know that must have helped you a lot in mountain phase mm-hmm. then yeah um, yeah i knew my, i knew i was pretty good with my knots you know and, um yeah so that that stuff I was, I was really into it you know and then you know that was uh you know, I, I, you know, you know, I wanted to go to Afghanistan too, because, you know, one, that's, that's kind of where I think the fight truly started. But then, you know, the whole, the whole mountain environment I thought was really cool. Like I, yeah. People ask me, man, how, how do you make it as a ranger? You know what I mean? I was like, well, because I never had to go where anywhere, uh, station where it's cold. And I didn't go to I didn't go to ranger school in the wintertime because if either one of those would have taken place, I still wouldn't be sitting here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good on you, brother. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I'm not a hot weather dude, I'm man. I like, weather. dude. Oh my I'm God. freezing now. Oh yeah. Oh, no, that's where like, I was like I want to go to second bat because I was mm. like, dude, I can't handle Georgia, man. Georgia's too hot. The summer here, no. It's pretty no. cold day to yeah. day, though. I'm, yeah, it is. We, we, we brought all this here right for you. <laughs> I know. Right I, flew you, right? in, in, I flew in. I flew in. Driving into a, through a, yeah, like a little blizzard going on. Yeah, last night. we wanted to yeah. give you the full experience <laughs> and bring you <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're the one that brought that in. That's yeah, true. No, no, no. <laughs> Put that evil on yeah. me, Bobby. So uh, yeah, we you know did a bunch of stuff in the mountains and like really really liked that environment. Like you know, yeah. I don't mind being cold. Um, you know, I kind of like feel feel good like on rock. You know, like yeah, I could climb a rock face. Did they feel, give you a trinket or anything when you complete the school? Or uh, no, well, you get you that no. uh, the yeah. national. I never understood this for the damn life of me. But uh, so I went to the national uh, the National Guard sniper course. Yeah. You know, in Arkansas, um, and one of the instructors there has a ram head, and if you're 
if you're in the, yeah, if you yeah. go through the summer winter course there, the mountain warfare course, and you are National Guard, you can wear the ram head. But if you go through the course and you're active duty, you can't. I'm like, that makes no yes. sense. Well, do they yeah. issue you there's the no ram head? No, there's, there's no, no yeah, you no. don't get no badge for going to that school. Yeah, no no tab, kind of, yeah. no. If oh, I would have got the yeah. ram head, I would have went to that damn school. <laughs> That's a cool right? badge. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think so. That's where, you know, the Army, it's, you know. People, yeah, it's all about the care color. About the badges. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, Pathfinder's like, got a cool ass. I know, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Other without that badge, who would want to go to Pathfinder school? <laughs> right. That's <laughs> totally like, exactly. What is that? Even I don't even know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was that was probably the coolest. I think the coolest school, like Army school, I went to was that the mountaineering one. I yeah, like, I like that a lot. Um, and how long was it total? Oh, it not more than three weeks. I mean, oh, that's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, then. like two, two to three weeks somewhere in there. I can't remember, but yeah, you um, do like. Uh, I never went to this one. No, that's why I like asking questions about. So. No, no, that's cool. Um, did you do like a like a lower and an upper style, like where you do like knots and all that stuff down here, and you practice before you, you know go up to what? It, you know, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. A, it was all real like applied. You know, where it'd be like, all right, we're going to teach you how to do anchors, and then you guys are going to go repel off your own anchors down this, you know, big rock mountain, you know, big rock face. So a lot of this, kind of the basics that you get in, in, uh, you know, ranger school too, with like rock climbing, repelling, just general road work, fixed lines, all that, but a lot more of a like true mountain environment, you know? Well, um, yeah, I'm kind of a professional at repelling. I've, I, uh, I went to aerosol school. Oh, <laughs> so you could be assigned to the, you know, uh, I could probably assign to the first. <laughs> be right in the hundred person. <laughs> Applying applications. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's like one of those skills you get and you're like, damn it, I'm going to use this, you know, like no matter what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look for opportunities to use this, yeah. you know? Um, but then, you know, we got to my, my first tour in Afghanistan, we we're in the Hindukush range and like way, mm. way up in Kunar province. And then it was like, oh, we actually need this. Yeah. Like, this is, this is a real thing, you know? So it's some res real rescue Randy shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. We carried, yeah. So we carried ropes and we did rope work. We did, you know, fairly intense, like, you know, rock movements. We did rope bridges. I mean, we did donkey and mule resupply. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was the real, deal. that's when it pays off when you're yeah. able to actually apply it. Yeah. It yeah. feels, yeah, it feels good. Yeah. You know, it, it feels good. Like any skill, like you want to use that skill. Yeah. Imagine you know, all of those guys that were in a Ram and they never got a chance to do any of right? that. Right. Yeah. That's Checkmate. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> where you Ram. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's where, um, that's where, uh, Santiago failed at 500 feet, you know, 250 the first time and then another about 400 feet when he, when he died. Uh, Annabelle, Santiago. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's that? Partner. Jason? Up, up there in the Kush. Uh, oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. It was a, um, it was a rod and they were walking at night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was where he fell. So. Yeah. We, yeah. And we had, it's a you bad know, place. Man. Yeah. It's a bad, it's bad. Yeah. Walking around in the dark in that <clears throat> environment is, yeah, it's incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even, even with, you know, all the training, I think units, they're, you know, they're there um, that first couple of weeks, a lot of like accidents, a lot of injuries from just, you know, people not being acclimatized, not being used to that yeah. environment. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of, um, uh, I mean, it was just the learning curve is huge, mm -hmm. right? 
and yeah, again, you're you're doing you learn pretty quickly. You need to be moving around at night where you when, when you whenever you can, just because daylight's bad news. You know, yeah. you're 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 always being watched. Um, they're always maneuvering on you in in many of those places. So you get you know you got to be able to move in the dark and uh, <clears throat> yeah, we had guys falling off of cliffs. We had guys uh, you know we had guys drowning in those rivers. You know, those mountain streams are you know, no joke. You know, you get runoff and starts I mean, to thaw. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Runoff, man, is, you know, and you get kind of the May, June window where all those, like, those streams are, you know, maybe late in the years, those things are, yeah, you could jump over them. Yeah. But, like, in May, you know, dude fell in and phew, he was gone. Yeah, you're gone. You know, we spent two days looking for him. Damn. You know? Yeah. So, like, that's, you know, that's the kind of things happening in the Hindu Kush where I went for that first tour. But, yeah, we had a guy walking across a little bridge, uh, was carrying the 50 cal sniper rifle and fell in and <clears throat> he, he, he got out, but he, uh, he let her, let her ride to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. That's yeah, man. So in, uh, yeah, the rivers really something, um, you know, just like going uphill, like strapping a bunch of stuff on and trying to just go up a big ass mountain. I mean, that's something that, um, you know, the first, again, first few movements were, were mm. pretty nasty. And you watch you know? the kid, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, we're pretty fit, but you know, um, it, you know, and on the officer side too, right? Like it's your job to, to develop like missions and like to have those missions actually be realistic. And so I think a lot of, a lot of units went through the first few weeks in a cush or any really like severe mountain environment where, you know, the, the, the senior NCOs and the, and the officers are learning too, if they haven't been there before. And so, you know, you're like, Hey, we're, we're going to go do this 10 click movement to the top of this mountain. And about a third of the way into it, you're like, Oh shit, abort, <laughs> you know, yeah. abort. This was, this is a bad idea. Traumatizing and, is everything too. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you got, you know, especially kids that are carrying mortar tubes and mm-hmm. machine guns and like all that. I mean, you're just, you're just breaking people off. Right. And then you don't want to get to the, the objective and like guys are just completely done. Like they can barely stand, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's obviously not the, <laughs> not the mission you want to create for your guys. We would literally move a K at a time and take a you know, 10, 10 minute break K at a time like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. So you, you learn to pace yourself and then, you know, you, you get good, right. You get good at it. It just takes, <clears throat> takes some time to get your, you know, get your legs under you. Um, and then, you know, by, by the end of the tour, like my first tour was a real long one, you know, you're, you've, you've developed like the conditioning, your lungs are ready for it too, right? Like the elevation, you know, that's another thing that takes some time and like just getting that, that kind of endurance into you, you know, where your legs, your quads, your core, like all that stuff is just kind of conditioned for that. Um, so it took some time, but you know, we got, we got really good at it and you don't know until you come up against like the unit you're ripping out with mm-hmm. and them dudes show up and like they're in the learning <clears throat> curve and you're like, Hey, here, we're going to take you up to this village. And we all just, you know, we all go flying up the mountain and like you turn around and you're like, Oh shit. Right. <laughs> like exactly. where'd the 173rd go? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, man, they're gone. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, it was cool. I, I, that was, I mean, I don't, you know, the Hindu Kush is, is, uh, you know, I was there for a long time on my first tour, and then I went back to it. 
but that was, you know, I think now kind of back to the theme we were talking about earlier, Benning, you know, I feel lucky to have gotten to go there, you know, as weird as that sounds, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, it was savage. It was beautiful. And it was, it was a real fight out there, you know, was, real infantry. Show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was light infantry. I didn't touch a vehicle. Mm-mm for for months on end you know we were just on foot you know so i think guys that you know light infantry dudes like i hate vehicles i'm like (laughs) you know um so it was it was cool you know be like truly fighting out of your out of your ruck and yeah my uh, platoon sergeant sergeant uh dempster at the time he he made the statement he's like uh you are doing something that will probably never happen again and that's being a real infantryman yeah Right. Well, I'm glad I could be proud of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. At the time, you're hungry as hell. You're broke. You're smoked all the time, man. Like, you just, did you know. It, did like it make you, you feel better? Uh, not at the moment, no. Yeah, right. But yeah. Now it does. But, yeah. yeah. It's not until like after. Him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not until after that you're like, dude, yeah, we were, we were lucky. Man. Yeah, that's right. We were lucky. But, yeah, at the time, like, we were, you're going through, like, your body's, yeah, you know, right? Your calorie, you got the calorie imbalance, right? Mm-hmm. You just can't put enough calories in. And then and you guys coming in, you're like, they got plenty of calories. Yeah, you're like, they show up, they're all like built, you know? And you're like, well, like that ain't going to last long, man. My clothes smell like ammonia, you know? Yeah. <laughs> About to beat you up for your yeah. uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were doing, man, I was part of the, I think we were like one of the first units deployed with the ACUs. And, uh, which thank God that that whole era is long gone. Um, <laughs> but you know, we were, uh, you know, you know, we're running around in the mountains and like trying to trying out the ACUs and the one design flaw we figured out quickly was like the crotch was not well Mm-mm. sewn. It wasn't really reinforced. And so <laughs> it's a weird, like one-off thing, but we were constantly running around with like giant holes in the oh, tier yeah. of our crotches and like everybody on like a, like in an environment like that, it's going commando, right? Oh yeah. Plenty so like dudes are running around with just junk hanging out, like on patrol. I haven't worked under in seventeen years. There you go, Rob. <laughs> yeah. TMI. So we could not. We could not keep. We could not keep the crotches of our uniforms intact. Mm-mm. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. And then you know you like. I mean, that's okay if it's like running an ambush patrol, but you're like, okay, we gotta go to the village and talk to this dude today. You know, and like half your platoon. Is, <laughs> <laughs> the visual on that. I was like, right. Ain't even wrong. You're like, hey, he's got five fifty yeah. cord. And you're like, hey man, we're the American Army. We're gonna, you know, we got all this money. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fix some stuff around here. We're gonna make life better for you. And right like, after, vill- I fix my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to do. I had like a village elder tell me like exactly that, where he's like, hey man, it's just. I'm like looking at you guys and it's like, <laughs> I'm just like, having a hard time believing you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah. And then, you know, it was back to the hunger. My you know, eyes are up here. Yeah. 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 So, right? yeah. yeah like, you do, we're the American army. We're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to have, have it all together here. But, you know, just the, the mountain environment, I think has a way of just stripping away everything down to like the base elements and it's hard to get resupply Mm -hmm. you know weather's screwing things up constantly and it's just yeah so it's it's a real it's like that like almost this archaic way of you know when you're way way out in the mountains like that so uh, you know 
I look back on it and I love it. Mm. At the time, I was like, when I go home, I'm moving to Kansas. I can see for miles. Yeah, I never want to see a mountain ever, ever again. Never. Yeah. Yes. That's so. Right. Yeah. And yet was, you didn't do that. Yeah. No. And then I did, yeah, I, I kind of came back to the mountains eventually, but, you know the. That yeah, that that part of Afghanistan is just incredible. What you know? what was, how did you rate like you know after your after this time period? Looking back, because I know he has some really fond memories of Tenth Mountain, but how do you, how do you kind of look back at that period? It was uh, yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, it, it was that was so we ended up doing a sixteen month tour, you know, better part of like one six months, and uh, we we're in the Korangal Valley, which was. Um, you know, I ended up getting kind of a lot of press um, with, uh, there was Sebastian Junger, or Younger, this journalist embedded with mm. the unit that replaced us and then did this movie called Restrepo. Mm. That was my ACO commander when I took over, when I uh, got to the regiment. Who? I got to the 3rd Battalion, the company commander. Oh, <gasps> Kearney? Yeah. Is that, is Major you Kearney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, those guys replaced us, like, and they thought they were there first, but we were there first. Um, and here's the real story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were in, we were in the Korangal and it was, yeah, it was, it was messy. I mean, but it was a real light infantry fight out there and the whole Valley. I mean, it was, you know, there, there was like, we were kind of doing coin initially and then the whole thing just turned like, it just devolved into like just one giant shooting range. <laughs> so it was like, I mean, it was like what a war was supposed to be to me. And um, yeah, we were, I mean, we were truly, you know, it was like, we were in the fight and we'd get in like, you know, maybe three or four fights a day, you know, and they may not be like gigantic. Right. But there was, you know, it was like pretty good firefights and, you know, the enemy out there was, you know, they know what they were doing. They know the terrain. Yeah. Than you do. Yeah. They know the terrain. They've had a lot of practice. They're fit as hell. Yeah. I mean, them dudes grew up out there. Right. And a lot of the guys that, you know, were fighting were from the area. Um, they moved so, up a mountain with a. Uh, machine gun and 2,000 rounds like I'm just walking with nothing in my hands. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, we had ops too. And we were like trying to close on those dudes and like chase them down. And we we're like, oh, okay. I like, I know exactly where they are. And you could never chase them down. Mm-hmm. Like never, never, never. We went, we had dudes, that, we went to tracking schools and like we could, you know, we could fall and we just couldn't close on them, you know. Um, but it was, yeah. So, the, you know, the whole experience, Robert, was just, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was awesome. I mean, I look back and I was like, man, that was badass, you know? Yeah. But at the time it was, it was scary and it was stressful, it was hell. you know? I bet, yeah. And I know you did, but through that, that, that time, right. You, you, you made lifelong friends. Oh yeah. That, that have, will never share another hardships like that with you, you know? And that's oh. why I said, you know, like for me, like I've been a ranger for 15 years, but <clears throat> there's through the hardship that, that, and the, family that we became you know living in a one acre square yeah was you know that's a replaceable irreplaceable you know, so. yeah yeah and there's there's guys like my old um rto his name's chuck Seagram. you know i still in good contact with him and he's you know, you know i feel like if i didn't see him for 40 years you know he's still my best friend you know that's like right. you're, that's that's it yeah it's like that's a bond and you don't, that don't mean I got to, we all got to text and 
have a reunion, yeah, that's right. you know, twice a year or anything like that. It's just like, <clears throat> that's just, that's it, man. Yeah, you that's my best up. friend forever. Yeah. My buddy, um, yeah. Mike Hero, uh, I haven't talked to him in four years. And I was driving Tuscaloosa and, and he called me out of the blue, you know, so it just picked up right where you leaped off, you know. It's yeah. Like, it's just those kind of friends you make. Well, do you think Army. that a lot of that too, though, is because um, it was your first combat experience and, or, you know, your first exposure to combat at a very early or young age with a group of similar people and it puts that impression on you to where, you know, after that, you may build friendships and everything else, but it was that initial experience with this, these guys and what you went through that meant the most. Yeah, I think so. When it's your first time, like yeah. that's a different experience yeah. than the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time back, you know. Right. Um, it becomes I, habit. Ah, it, yeah. There we go again. Yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think but it is. That shared hardship, and you'll hear me say that a hundred times, that shared hardship and that bond you build between those people you're sharing with is just irreplaceable. Yeah. 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 I, I look at, yeah, I look at that, and that was that was the experience that had the most effect, like like this profound like lifelong effect on me. It was that first tour. But yeah. Some of it was conditioned. Some of it was the length of it. And some of it was just the sheer amount of like contact and casualties. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's like anything like those truly, you know, difficult experiences, you know, end up having the, the biggest like lasting impact, you know, compared to some of my tours of the Rangers, which were, you know, like they were, they were intense. Right. But they were like, just, yeah. Yeah. It was four months out <laughs> back. Like every mission basically went the way we wanted it to go, That's right. you know, and uh, coming to do God's work. And I'm yeah. <laughs> and I was like never hungry. <laughs> right. I was never hungry. Um, you know, my, you I were in heaven. My, my, my um, uniform pants were intact. <laughs> and um, if they weren't, somebody would give me a new, I just dex de them, you know? That's right. Yeah. That's, uh, so that, yeah, that one meant, that one meant the most to me and those guys that were there with, I think those bonds are probably the deepest with, with yeah. a lot of those guys where you just, you know, there's been like a lot of that lifelong contact and where, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be, you know, if you're listening, you know, like don't feel bad if you hadn't talked to your buddy for three or four years, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, I don't think you got to have constant contact. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh it's, it's real special when you. But it's obvious yeah. that what you're saying too, though, that you're you're feeling that way that you don't need the contact. The other person's feeling the exact same <laughs> way, but yet you're constantly thinking, or at least maybe not constantly, but you're thinking about one another in some ways more than likely, you know, pretty frequently. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Because of those bonds and stuff that you created. I mean, you probably think about the guys that you were with, but oh yeah. 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 They're in every memory. Like, they're in every memory. And like those yeah. memories are going to be with you forever. Right. Yeah. And then those memories are full yeah. of people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not just the, yeah. you know, the, ex you know, that like really intense experience. Yeah. Like actually, you know, having somebody, you know, um, you know, like the, the really ugly firefights and stuff. But there's, there's people all over those memories. That mm -hmm. the, the, I would say the reason why you want to stay in contact with them, though, and this microphone keeps dropping. So um, the reason why you want to stay in contact with them in some ways, though, is those memories over time will somewhat fade. They become more fragmented. You know, they become, um, you know, the, the little micro bite, mm -hmm. you know, in the grand scheme of things. And sometimes it's good to 
to keep those things fresh, you yeah. know, to periodically touch down, you know, for certain. Uh, uh, back to the, the platoon sergeant uh, Dempster that I was telling you about on the way on uh, this morning, I was like, uh, you know, like a, reflecting over like how I got where I'm at, you know, and uh, he was the first like really good influence like leader because I was a private right up front and like watching him be steadfast up there in front of those firefights and just be like do this and tell him shit what happened and, like, and uh, I, I, that was like the beacon of light you know so you know I let him know that this morning like you know he, he led that laid that foundation I see him in a little text you know I was like hey boss I'm just like, you know, like I'm here and, and I'm turning over a two years as a ranger company first sergeant because the foundation that I feel like you laid for me while, to get me to this point. And I appreciate you for that. So, yeah, it's always nice to give that recognition back to, you know, and, and let people know like the things that they do for you and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Veteran, <laughs> Veterans day is a great, you know, a great day to, you know, to go, go find people maybe you haven't talked to for a while. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's for me is, is something like, you know, especially last year I did that a lot with, again, I, you know, I don't know, man, I'm just, but kind of a private person and I'm not, I'm not great at can't keeping in contact with everybody, but you know, Afghanistan had just ended and, you know, I think a lot of people were like going, you know, they were thinking about a lot of things and, you know, veterans day was a good chance to yeah. kind of reach out to people that maybe it had gone a little cold, yeah. you know, and you're like, Hey, yeah. and how you but doing? you're probably good now for a couple yeah. more years. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I mean for all, all my, my ranger buddies and guys from you know that first tour in the Corongal, it's like man hey you know you know you know where i am too man come <laughs> come out to yellowstone man i'll show you the secret fishing stashes nobody else gets to see and yeah honey hole yeah honey man hole. <laughs> you know i'll show you the good stuff that people are paying thousands of dollars for with a guide so um yeah but you're right robert that you it, it does fade right like that stuff can go like you'll lose yeah. it man you yeah. can lose it mm-hmm. and like i i'm um Especially those of us who decide to do control alt delete because we only have so much memory anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't have the 256 gig brain. I only yeah. have about the you know um, I don't know 256 megabyte brain. Yeah. And uh, so I have to constantly. I'm glad hit. you got that because that's your job. Yeah. 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 Some of, and some of those memories are like they are scary and they're traumatic too, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're kind of again there's people in them, and there's good things and there's bad things and it's all wrapped up, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, that's part of why, you know, like one of my motivations with the, with, uh, with my book was, you know, to, to keep some of that stuff alive, man. And be yeah. like, and here's, keep them alive. here's the experience, yeah. you know, as mm-hmm. I remember it. And, and now it's, that's you know, super. it's memorialized, you know, and like, it's not going to go away now, yeah. you know, cause yeah, just living in my head. Yeah. Trust me, man. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're fresh off a tour, <laughs> You know, even just a few years after, you'd be surprised. You go back 10 years, you go, you'd be surprised what you lose. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and I'm always amazed at those guys I run into that can, like, it's like a movie. Like, like Colonel. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get these guys that sit down and they'll be like, you know, you remember uh, Private Snuffy and you remember or Sergeant This or whatever. No. I go, no, I got it. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> and then when they start telling the story, you know, I, kind of remember that yeah i kind of remember that um you know <laughs> you're exactly right <laughs> but and that's what i'm talking about so sometimes those things are kind of fun because you know usually they're funny stories or or you know stories that you want to talk about or whatever so i don't know sometimes it's good to catch up and and do those types of things so what happened uh, um after your rotation and coming back um you know getting back into 10th mountain again 
You know, when was it that you ended up trying to, to get out of there? <clears throat> well, it was right when I came back. So when I was overseas, like in, we were in the Korangal, that 60 man tour, and that's where I applied for, uh, you know, for a Ranger Regiment. What made you decide to do that? I, I mean, uh, you got a chance to do a little rotation with them or something? <clears throat> no, it was, I think it was all about that, like, seed that was planted when I was in college from those two. Okay. You know, the, the old school Ranger captain and the old school Ranger NCO. In a 16-month deployment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we never saw, like, the task force, what, like, uh -huh. over there, like, and, you know, and I was like, man, where are those dudes? Like, what are they doing? Eating. You know? <laughs> with, with clean uniforms yeah they're ch yeah they're chowing down man they're they're at bogram at dairy queen and showering you know showering uh, yeah um that's awesome yeah but you know i remember thinking too like you know so we were fighting i mean uh yeah i'm absolutely sure that, like I, you know i saw the intel and all that but like you know, there was an Al-Qaeda presence in the valley, and then eventually, you know, they all kind of left when, like, we really, like, posted up there. And we're like, we're going we're gonna to be in your backyard now. And uh, we ended up just fighting kind of the locals, you know. And, you know, I was, I was absolutely sure. I was like, man, you want to kill Al-Qaeda or, you know, the real, the, the dudes that truly are, they're bad. Mm -hmm. um, you got to get into the, you know, you got to get into JSOC. That's where like those missions truly matter. And I was saying our missions didn't matter in 10th Motown. Right. But they were, uh, Motown? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. They I don't know if I've ever heard yeah. 10th Motown. No, this guy, and, that's, and the only reason he says like that, cause he went to Ranger Regiment. I guarantee it. <laughs> cause yeah. they, I got the same shit. They'd be like, Hey Motown, come here. Like, this is what we're doing. I took, it literally took me two days to take my patch off. Yeah. <laughs> Especially back then. I ain't wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I want. I wanted to be part of you know the regiment for a long time, and then like I was just, I had this like image in my head of like what those missions were yeah. going to be, yeah, and the impact that they were going to have. Like all this stuff was going through my head. Yeah, you pure know? Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm gonna be flash open on the, you know Bin Laden's house. The whole apocalypse and, now. And the music. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Coming in on a bird, some little birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I came back from that 16 month tour and like went to rope like. Now you were a first Louis at this point. Right? Yeah, first yeah. lieutenant. Yeah, like pretty pretty senior, like first lieutenant, I guess. And um, yeah, I went to rope and then went right to uh, second ranger battalion after rope. And uh, selected that. Uh, how, how did it work on the officer side? I'm just curious. Um, Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. First, second, there, you know, or is it? Oh, for the which battalion? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, they. I think they asked, and I, yeah, they were. They asked. Yeah, they really? were like you got to kind of you say one, two, or three. Top percent of the class and pick what you want, and then here's what I got left. I, I, yeah. I, why, why is it that the officers get that opportunity <laughs> in the Slide across the desk to beat the shit out of each yeah. other to go to first back? Yeah, exactly. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Executives, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, you know, no joke. I was like, dude, um, I'd worked as a climbing ranger in Olympic National Park, which is out there by like Seattle, the Olympic Peninsula. So, like, I. I thought, you know, second bat, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I, and it was like, no joke. It was as simple as this. I was like, dude, Georgia is so hot and miserable. Like I can't, I can't do it. That's why they call us angry bat. Fat <laughs> 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 bat so, boys. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was, uh, you know, so yeah, I went to second bat for, you know, cause I knew the area and the weather and 
that's that's where I was motivated to go. So I get over there. I come back from a six month, sixteen month tour. I mean, I barely like, you know. I mean, it was like somebody free the concentration camp. When we got back. <laughs> yeah, like, totally it was, it, like we were yeah. totally yeah, like emaciated. And like I remember thinking, like going down a rope. It was down here, right? And I was like, man, I don't even know if I can, like, if I'm, you know, like fit for this. Like, you know, I kind of like, yeah, we went through where we had this incredible endurance, but then eventually we just got just all your muscle broke down and you just got, yeah, just wrecked. You'd smell them every day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, you're not. um, So I remember like being scared going a rope of like, dude, I don't, I'm like, I may not make it. Um, so it was more challenging than I think it should have been for me because yeah. I was just so fresh off a tour and, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in the Hindukush range and I made it through fine and worked out, but, uh, um, I get to, and then they're like, all right, cool. You're, you're good. You're going to second bat. And then I showed up over there, you know, and I was like, I flew up to drum, like got my shit, grabbed my wife. And I was like, here, okay, we're <laughs> going over here now. And, uh. I showed up and they were down range, you know? <laughs> so they were like, Hey, you want to go? I was like, yeah, I'll, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll go. Cause otherwise it was like, I was going to help rear D. I was going to be some like assistant, you know, like to the, Oh yeah. Rear you're D you're rowing in the three shop. Yeah. Get over here, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, here's this. your computer and here's your PowerPoint slide. Get that work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two one sliders yeah, yeah. by one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, death by PowerPoint. You get on this man. draw right yeah. yeah. So that's, but, uh, that's you, you want to, you want to, Figure out a way to piss the second bat guy off. Just put a, a three or a one in a orange diamond and claim it. <laughs> My buddy Dennis Gajowski and his uh, wife Tracy, they, I give him shit all the time, and I'd, he'd be like, "That's that's a fake diamond." I'd be like, "That's not true." He'd be like, "Now nah, you're you're a poser." <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. No, he, he's, uh, he will get fighting mad because I painted my company. Uh, a big diamond in my company and put a three in it. And he's like, that's bullshit. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was not happy with my training room in, inside of my briefing room. I put a big diamond on the wall and put a three on it. He was like, you should paint over that. Yeah. Yeah. The two, the two diamond is just cool. It's like kind of, you know, that big retro, legacy like throwback. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it means point a lot to, to them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's point de hoc, <clears throat> right? Yeah. It's yeah. World War Two, like, Yep. real invasion troops like that's cool stuff man I'm, yeah I, d- I dig the the two i'm not i don't really mind if the other you know the other uh you know, battalions use it but yeah so I, I got over there and then they were downrange so i went to iraq but i mean it was just like boom 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 and that's how gwat was at the time that, mm-hmm. that was pretty wild though yeah. i mean you're coming straight out of you know light infantry conventional army Sure, you've been to combat with them and everything, but then you're going with a soft unit with a very different mission set, having just come out of just their basic, inter, you know, selection course. Mm-hmm. For an officer that has to be like drinking from a fire hose. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody there is expecting you to lead them. Yeah. You know, and right, like, right. you know what the hell you're doing. You're an right. experienced lieutenant, right? That's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. Yeah, and we went to, and that was in Iraq, too. And then it was, you know, Iraq was like it was more of a vehicle game over there. Like, mm-hmm. we use birds sometimes, but, like, it was a vehicle game. Like, it was usually just way easier to drive to where, you know, an objective or whatever. So, yeah, so, again, here I am coming out of, like, that classic, like, old-school light infantry fight. And, like, and I, the first time I get in a striker with the Rangers, like, the first, like, like they flew me over there, and I, I got there, I got out, and they were like, all right, the mission's going, you know, like, come to the mission brief and it was like 
you know, I wasn't, they weren't like, oh, here, your appeal, like right now. No. Right. Yeah. They were like, all right, you kind of like tag along these dudes for a little bit. And uh, yeah, I remember like strikers. I was like, what? Like, it was crazy, man. There was, you know, remote control weapons. And, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is like Star Wars, <laughs> you know? Your mind would be yeah. today. Yeah, man. Yeah, I bet it would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, man. So the first time I like got in a striker, I was like, dude, this is crazy. And like having air assets and all that you know yeah. i remember we were like watching a target and there was like air and i was like whoa do you just get to like there's like a camera basically looking at your target and you like know where everybody is yeah. and like this is crazy you know <laughs> like, this is like this is cheating man <laughs> this is cheating you're supposed to just go wandering through a village in the dark and like right. Right. And Wait asking where, shoot at me. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey, have you With seen you a junking? You know? <laughs> that's the key point. That's why they shoot at you. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was, com it was like completely different, you know. Yeah, and like you're, you're just kind of like, all right, just you know, don't do anything stupid, you know. Yeah. Like that's those first couple of missions. Like, don't just don't do anything. Don't, I try to tell uh, the new PLs. I was talking to uh, one of my platoon leaders yesterday. Is like. um as a first sergeant, when I bring in the new the new JOs that come in, I'm and they're like, "Hey, first, you know, they're all hungry. They're hungry, man. Yeah, they, they want to know." And I'm like, "They're like, how, how am I going? to, You know, what I need to keep to success here?" And I was like, um, "Lean heavily on your NCOs, and, and they will they will make you successful. You trust them, believe in them, give them the rope, listen to them, be uh, be a sponge for the first three or four weeks, ask questions." And they'll see that you're into it. I was like, you, they'll they'll make you successful as long as you allow them to. But if you try to go in and be like, this is my shit, they'll be like, okay, well, let's see. And when everybody goes right and you go left and the platoon sergeant's on his way to the mission and you're still standing there wondering why they didn't follow you, then that'd be your own fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was, <clears throat> that was you know, even more than the technological differences because, you, you know, you that – you figure that out pretty quick, right? Mm -hmm. Between like conventional and then special ops or like whatever theater war you're in. It was, I think the, the NCOs and the strength of the NCOs that was probably the, you know, the biggest thing, the different from big army, right? To go into the second bat and like going down range with those dudes first was, um, the NCOs were just like on it, you know, <laughs> like it was so NCO driven almost to the point where it's like, you know, the, what First lieutenants and captains are like, well, yeah, what, what am I supposed to do here? Just push and, buttons on your radio, sir, yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Take your most, antenna farm out of my yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is cool, by the way, because I haven't yeah, uh, seen, a, seen a ranger in the flesh for a while. It's <laughs> cool, Jason. Um, uh, I'm, but, I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, an active duty guy, man. That's cool. Um, I... Uh, yeah, so I, I was, you know, and, and I think a lot of times, too, where, like, the missions went pretty well. Like, as the officers, like the ground force commanders, platoon leaders, whoever, you know, like, a lot of times you didn't really need to do much, you know. And it was, yeah. it was a lot of times when missions started to, you know, go sideways or they became way more complex. That's where I think the officers, like, earned their pay. Um, you know, and then I'll tell you the other thing that became kind of an interesting theme for me was... Um, you know, just like moral compass too, man, like being a good moral compass for your, for your strike force, yeah. you know? And I think at the height of the wars, there was a lot going on and dudes were like, you're in the mix constantly. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and it takes, you know, it kind of takes a lot to go out and like Pull yourself out of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, you can get, <clears throat> get, man, you're, you're like running around in the dark every night with a rifle and you're like kicking pulling. indoors, man, and shooting people in the like, face. No, yeah. Yeah. Like just <laughs> waxing them. And it's easy to get, kind of get, you know, your moral compass gets a little fuzzy, you know. Or my trigger finger gets sore. I can't remember. Which <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. So, yeah. You know, I think a lot of the senior NCOs and the officers at the time was, you know, that was part of your job too, man. It was just make sure, you you know, if you need a little course corrections, you know, just kind of be like, you be a good example and be like, hey, man, just. You know, and that's a good thing that there. we do the assessments, like, you know, to hire good officers like you, you know, to come in and that you're being assessed on that too and like your stress level and how you understand that. So the fact that you are successful in that is because you were chosen by those NCOs that put you through that rope course, you know, and was like, this is the guy, right? So um, you should be like, especially like the NCOs back in that time day that did the selections and the, uh, the, the senior officers that were doing rope and stuff if they selected you to do the job, like it was because you were the guy. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. The psychological screening I thought was a good, you know, part of the, the Ranger regiment's edge too. And I think it's, it happens in a lot of the, you know, kind of JSOC community is there's that like psychological element of, you know, you go through, you know, you go interview with the shrink for quite a long time. You're taking tests and it's not Myers Briggs. It's like the tests. I remember that I'm not going to do the questions because a lot of that stuff is, I think still pretty sensitive, but like, it was not Myers-Briggs, man. It was mm-hmm. not. It was about your capacity for violence and social mm-hmm. deviance. And, like, there were some pretty interesting questions on there. You're like, man, at the th- like, I wish I remembered them. But um, <laughs> And then, you know, the other thing, too, that was like, this is, this is my take on this, right, was that you're looking for a certain type of person, like you're talking about, Jason. But, like, you don't – you're not necessarily looking for a total Boy Scout, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody – um, you know, there's kind of, the, there's Boy Scout and then there's, you know, kind of over there at the other ends, there's serial, there's serial, serial mm-hmm. killers, right? Unlike if you kind of do a very simplistic, like personality right. perspective. And then, you know, the Rangers, there's got to be some darkness yeah, and a good Ranger. He's got some darkness in him, you know, and, uh, you just don't, you don't, you can't go too far, <laughs> right? Yeah. But like you have to, right. You're finding people who are, who can professionally go into, you know, some very intense situations raid houses, kick indoors, like jump onto airfields, like, you know, and, um, yeah, like real, real invasion troops, real raiding troops who can, I mean, we were doing 90, yeah. mi- we were doing, we were going out doing 90 missions of fucking deployment, yeah. you know, like you'd be like <laughs> in, in four months, in four months. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't, that might sound like a little or a lot. I don't know, but I'm telling you when you walk into the, no, that's room, a lot for conventional, <laughs> uh, they're, they're not <laughs> doing that. When yeah. you walk into the ready room and you take your kid off and you turn around and they're like, here's another you're like, yeah. you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Or you're rolling. Or like, you just you're just on target, right? Clicking ammo to the next, clicking ammo back in your thing <laughs> to the next target. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting, like that was, yeah. I don't know how long like that went on. Maybe, maybe, you know, Jason, but you know, there was the, some of the, the, the tours, like when I, you know, my three tours of the Rangers, it was weird. Yeah. Like that whole follow on target. Right. Where it was mm-hmm. like, you exploit the intel and like you keep rolling and you might hit like several in like one night. And that was, you know, that was, that was, you know, it was crazy, man. Like what we were doing and, you know, real, real fast pace. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, also I had a slow tour too with the Rangers and, uh, yeah, you kind of, you kind of wonder like what the tours were like, you know, kind of once the war started to slow down, I think what there was year a lot. Yeah. 
So I was like 2006, 2007, 2008, and 2009. Those are like I deployed each of those four years. Those are hot years. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they were. They were like a scorpion. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there was, there was, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's kind of like the longer the wars went on, I think the more restraints were put on things. And I think a lot of that was, was good. The, in, the intentions were good, but, you know, for, for guys that caught that first window, there was, it's just all action, you know, and it was, that was pretty cool. You know, you get, you get a lot, you know, get a lot done. What, um, I could literally talk about this all day, but I want to know, uh, cause people have asked me like, Hey, are you going to write a book? And I'm like, yeah, I can't remember what I did yesterday, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I want to know, like, um, you said, you know, to, to remember, right. And like to help get that on paper and out of your head, which is amazing, like philosophy for it, because there's, I can compartmentalize pretty well, I think. But, uh, what, what were you like, what were your thoughts when you're like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, what I want to tell my story. I want to, what was your, what, what was said? You know what? I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, I actually started with a novel. The first thing I wrote was a novel and it was based on my first tour in the Korangal. And then I just, you know, with a novel's kind of fun because you can, you start with what's real and then you can like let your imagination kind of run and you can like explore things that happen to you. So it and, wasn't from a diary or something. You know, I, I didn't know. I don't really keep like diary. Like yeah. I was too tired and busy yeah. and I didn't, you know, but what I did do, I, I was, uh, I used to write letters to my wife, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd write letters to her and she would keep them. <laughs> um, and then like one day she like busted them all out, you know, and like what we were talking about earlier, like I, man, I, I brain dumped so much or like it was buried just way down the unconscious somewhere mm-hmm. where I was like, I don't know if I can ever find that again. Yeah. Like I don't even know it's there anymore. And she whipped out these letters and the letters had like, you could see sweat stains on yeah. the letters and dirt and Took shit. Took right back. Yeah. 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 It was like, wow. holy cow, man. Like, like more than, button. yeah, more than a uniform part or anything else ever did where it was just like, here's my, like, here's what I'm really kind of thinking. A, and I turned my stuff into Rift yesterday because I'm leaving, you know, uh, going over to OCS. And when I was cleaning out all my bags, I've been in 15 years. I'm like throwing shit in, you know, in and out, getting ready for op alert and all that stuff. And uh, they asked me for my, I, I laughed them out of the building, but they asked me for my Mitch cover. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, I'm like thinking, I was like, man, I haven't worn a Mitch forever. And I remember the cover because we used to paint them, you know, going through it in my head. So I'm digging through my shit to find it. I found it, found it on my helmet. But to the letters thing, I was under, my helmet was sitting in the bottom of a, a tote, you know, and I had put the, I had put like a stack of letters, probably a good 40 of them probably, and I'd set the helmet down on top of them, and when I picked up the helmet, there's a bunch of those letters there from like, literally my very first deployment from my ex-wife and my kids writing and stuff, like all, all that, like I was like, I was like a crying little schoolgirl, lost her first love, sitting there reading through all the letters, you know, and then I've taken the, uh, the helmet cover off, and it's like literally like pulling back a piece of history for me, you know? Yeah. Because I pulled it off, like we used to spray paint our helmets, you know, and we used to put Velcro on them for our call signs and stuff. And when I was pulling off that helmet cover and like seeing that helmet being painted and like the, the black Velcro strips on it, so give me a chill, I'm talking about 
like you know all that was like pulling back a piece of history you know and like and i was like man you know like it was like you didn't realize how symbolic this whole thing was going <laughs> to yeah. be i had no yeah. idea you know yeah. i was like i gotta yeah. find this damn mitch cover you know but uh, yeah you know, three hours later and it, it, it took me 10 minutes to find it because of that which was awesome so i know yeah yeah, yeah the letters are, to that. yeah and it's you know so yeah there's that whole you know the it's this physical object that's not you know that doesn't exist in an email and i send emails too but like especially that first tour in the corngall we didn't have email we didn't have no computers man <laughs> no. We're like on fm radio and you know old school right so it was those letters and then you know the other thing was like interesting kind of reading them all together so you're like you know it wasn't a diary but in effect it was yeah. sort of acted that way right yeah yeah um because you know i'm like oh diaries are for girls um but like it it yeah it, it sort of was in that um the other thing i saw when i you kind of read them all like a long time later all kind of together you could see your own like a lot of emotional art going on right where you're like here's this guy it was this was about you know early on it was adventure and you know and then <laughs> just ready to get after it yeah yeah and it was yeah all hungry right and then you know you see somebody too who went through you know who was seeing casualties who was i got wounded i got hit and you know we had a lot of kias too and you know you kind of you see that showing up and you see the like the realism of it all dude even see, just looking at the dates or whatever yeah. would like probably take you back yeah oh yeah yeah you're like you know Date I, of the letter yeah yeah oh absolutely my God. i remember you're like winter yeah. man like winter in the mountains in <laughs> afghanistan you're like God, i remember that man mm -hmm. being just so cold oh, you know man. just looking for shelter you know like those yeah. base needs man yeah. that's where you're at you know you're down in your like reptile brain you know <laughs> and uh yeah that's that's uh and then you know toward toward the end too you saw somebody who had like i think some wisdom too you know but there's some dark letters too man where i was like shit i wish i wouldn't have sent that home mm. you know i had a couple yeah. of those too <laughs> yeah like one of those i might not make it back kind of letters. yeah yep. yeah man yeah <laughs> i remember going home like we were doing this on the long tours you know you didn't deal with it in the rangers but we did mid-tour leave and mid-tour leave for me was like something i you know i talked a lot about in the book you know, both the novel and the nonfiction, because it was, man, it's just really intense, like emotional experience where you're like, you're, you get this little, you would get to eject for just a little bit and you're like home, man, but you're like, dude, like your, your mind, like the human mind is not set up for like that kind of thing where you're like so immersed in a war and then boom, 24 hours, you're home. Yeah. Have to turn it off. Everything. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to turn it off. Everything's supposed to be normal. You're supposed to no man you're you're still on patrol like you know i was i was yeah like mid-tour leave was weird and then you get thrown like right back into it and i think psychologically a lot of dudes like coming back was probably the worst part it was like re-entry was just such a like it was too hard mentally on a lot mm -hmm. of guys and we would see dudes come back and especially like if they came back and it was like right into like ugly ops or it was like they land that day and then there's like some giant firefight and dudes would just totally like i think mentally mm -hmm. some switch would get turned off and like those dudes would like shut down with soldiers i, I think the, uh, the guys who did the best with the mid-tour leave because i had i went on my 15 month deployment i took my mid-tour leave <gasps> at month 12. oh yeah so when i came were, back yeah, i was like i'm short and final now man we're gonna rip yeah. rip and i'm out of yeah. here but i think the guys who took it right up front the first 30 days or so yeah and then the that guys sense. took it at the very end uh, 
you, you really didn't see much issues with them when they came back or whatever. But the guys who were like dead center, and when you come back, you're like, I got an entire year yeah. left. I, I mean, I could, <laughs> I could totally see that too, and like what you're <clears throat> describing there, where um, it it doesn't probably take much, like you're you're describing to where your brain would you'd go into that stage where things are happening around you but you're not present mm-hmm. yeah and that that could like get people killed yeah well, prob- people think that, that that you know they they go through those things and and we deal with the shit that we've done seen and you know all those things but you you're too alpha, if you will, to talk about it. Well, I was for years, you know, like I just put that back in this little box and not going to go do this job. But uh, so you're like, man, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, uh, nah, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But re- realistically, you are, you know, but you're not kind of. Yeah. You're, you're too like prideful at the moment, you know, because that's, you know, you're a warfighter, dude. Like you're modern day Spartan, you know, like why would I tell anybody that I'm, fucked up in the head when I can't go back and do that again. So that's where you get. And I think that throwing them in and bringing them out was, I would have been like, man, I'll just stay here. Yeah. If you'd have gave me the option, I'd have yeah. just wrote well, it I mean, out. you think yeah. about the guys yeah. who went through like yeah. World War II and, you know, stuff like that. They just that spent three, four years. Yeah. They didn't come home. No. You know, they were just gone. You know, families, in a lot of cases, they didn't get the letter, didn't know whether they were living or not. Yeah. yeah. That's and, a good, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, those, those, yeah. World War II, different ball game in that, you know, those guys were deployed for three or four years. Mm-hmm. They were also, they weren't at the front the whole time. Whereas I think a lot of, you know, Afghanistan in particular, there were, there were posts in Afghanistan where you were exposed always, you know, particularly in the mountains. Yeah. And whereas I think, you know, World War II is again, not the one's better than the other, but it was like, you know, you might be deployed for three years, but some of that's going to be you were hanging out in Britain, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, going to the bar or whatever. And then, you know, uh, you were in part of like liberated France or something. And it was you weren't always at the front. And I think the the GWAT, we kind of struggle with you yeah. know, having people yeah. exposed for really, really long periods of time. I, you know? I could see I guess I could see pros and cons to both sides. Right. Where you, you know somebody probably along through there said oh man we got to give our troops a break you know they've been out here and we got to send them home and you know that type of thing yet it probably would have been better had they put them just in an isolated or a different situation for a little while not let them go all the way back home yet mm-hmm. but allow them to kind of you know hang out at the pool chill for a little while do whatever they did that in iraq with the r and r right right yeah. and that's what i'm talking about and then they then throw them back in and then it's not as much of a like you're talking about yeah. that. shock. Yeah. Because you're going back there right. and your family's getting a chance to see you just coming back from a deployment in that dark state. And, you know, you're trying to still keep your head in the fight knowing you're going back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want to turn all that off. Oh, no, right? because you know you got to yeah. go back and do it again. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you're, you know, your family, they see it right where like when you're over there, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's like, you know, gaining weight or something like you're looking in the mirror every day and you don't see it. Right. But it's your, you know, your, your, your wife or your, your son or your daughter who hadn't seen you for, mm-hmm. you know, eight months, like they see that. Um, but you know, yeah, I like the, you know, there's those kind of like purgatories, mm-hmm. you know, which is like, okay, we pull them out and they, the units were doing this on the back end. I think the army kind of figured out that it's like, it's not good <laughs> to just pull them out and then be like, okay, we're going to just let like set you free on America. Um, so they make you sit in like 
you know, Uzbekistan or something for like five days. Yeah, it was miserable. Yeah, and that was yeah, that was, was like worse. But like, it's it's you know, back. it's uh, you know, I think too, where you're like, if you would have gone in and being like, hey guys, here's the deal, um, you know, all the officers have gotten together and decided we're taking away meat or leave because it's really not in your best interest. Yeah. Like that wouldn't that go no, over really right. right. <laughs> mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know, I don't know what the right answer is, man. But I just you know, it's part of like it's one of those issues of like modern wars. Like yeah. we can put we can put people back and forth so fast. Yeah, you know that it's like the mental transitions are just completely. Well, insane. I think we we did not do a good job of anything mental involved in the war over 20 years you know it was taboo for the entire time and until like you know the last couple of years where you know guys started being like hey you know getting a lot of suicides and stuff and unfortunately I have multiple friends but uh and people started being like hey it's all right to get help you know uh i think this if we would have had some kind of you know dx in place if you will like when you come off the bird you know you and you, you go see a psych or, you, you know, you have to, like, maybe get, like, at least a some conversation with somebody outside of your chain of command and be like, hey, you know, give them the five W's of, hey, how the, you're allowed to do these and you're going to keep your job. Uh, you know you've been at war, right? That's not something normal humans do all the time. So you will keep your job if you feel like you need to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. We did not do a good job at that. Yeah, I think in the uh, special ops <clears throat> world, too, it's uh, – you know, so I saw two senior NCOs that I think very highly of that I know were, were really struggling. And, uh, you know, I won't say names or anything, but uh, I think, you know, the regiment, extremely competitive, you know, mm -hmm. for everything, right? Where it's like, you know, you go in and go, man, I need to, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting, you know? Yeah. Then you're, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to make platoons or, uh, you know, first sergeant or whatever. And it's just like, Hey, then that's a knock against you. You know, like that's, I mean, that's the kind of, you I, know, I think when they're ultra competitive environments, people don't want to do anything to, right. you know, hurt themselves. You know? Right. Uh, you know, that then it was definitely, a, you know, like I'm going to be the next platoon sergeant. So if I, if I go over here, I'm going to pump the brakes, but, um, I think the regiment is, is definitely trending with the feelings program and stuff moving in a different direction where the, if you do are assessed that you need some help and that doesn't mean you're not going to get the next job. Just, uh, we, we might go ahead and put somebody else in there for now for, you know, to take that one, but there'll be another one open that we want you to be leader for us, but we want you to get better and get help now first. Yeah. So they're not like, Oh, you, you got problems. Uh, go out there and solve them. So, I think there is evolving and leading in the right direction with the the new uh, changes of command coming through and and doing a better job about enforcing that getting help process. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Well, I, it's going to take those NCOs and those officers who've been through that process and stuff really speaking up too, like what you've done or others have done to help with that. Mm -hmm. You know, because over time, the further we get away from combat, we're going to be repeating this. Right, because right. all the old timers are going to be out of there, and you're going to have guys who didn't serve in combat, don't know what we're talking about. What mindset are we going to have? Are we going to keep the mindset that it's okay, you can be a warrior, and you can come home and feel broke, and we'll, it's okay, we're going to work with you, or you know, what, what's what's going to be the mindset? So I think that what culture you guys hopefully are are creating there, hopefully it lives on. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. It, yeah. You know, it's not something that's just well because it's important right now. No, it's important all the damn time. That's right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So you had you had to stay. Unfortunately, um, unlike enlisted guys, you've got to leave. Oh man, I know. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's an interesting part of like the, the the officer. Yeah, you know, track trying to get into the regiment. I think it's actually a really good thing. <clears throat> and uh, but you already did your conventional time. I know, you right? Know? And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal. So like, I've been on both sides, right? You you have one foot in special ops, or you know, one foot in the in the conventional army. I think it's a good thing. I think having people who can, you know, on the officer side, right? Like ultimately, like you're, I think you're supposed to be, you know, groomed for thinking strategically for understanding like every single part of the organization, mm-hmm. the bigger army and like what all the capabilities are and what the challenges are. And so, you know, I think that it's a strength for the regiment that the officers have to go back and forth. One, because they're obviously getting, they're having to prove that they can operate at that level before they can come into the regiment and do the same thing, right? So there's no unproven officers. Doesn't mean they're all awesome, right? <laughs> you know, they're not all complete stars, but, you know, you have to show you can be a successful platoon leader before you can come and be a platoon leader in the Rangers, same with company command, all that, right? But that forces you then to go have to prove yourself back out in the conventional army, but it means you're never divorced from it. And I think that's good. If you've ever cleaned up a JSOC raid in Afghanistan as the battle space owner the next day, I think it's good that you never get completely divorced (laughs) 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 from, you know, what the conventional army's doing. And I think a lot of times the JSOC world, you know, they they may have satisfied like a narrow counterterrorism objective but, you know, in charge of the larger strategic effort, you know, nation building, stabilization, whatever, as flawed as some of those, maybe some of those like bigger goals were, I think a lot of times, you know, JSOC actually, a mission could set back the larger objectives as opposed to advance them. Mm. And you see that when you're a conventional guy, you know, where mm-hmm. you're like, man, we had this going pretty good. And yeah, like the, I think JSOC hit a legit target last night. <laughs> it also, you know, it also, um, you know, I think strain maybe. Well, yeah, you're you know, going to have the, ripple effects know, that come yeah, out of it. Right, right. So, um, you know, it's interesting to have been on both sides, to be the guy that mm. led the task force that made the big, you know, the yeah. big splash, but then also be the one that like the next day, you know, had to kind of clean it up. And then a lot of those retaliation casualties, because there's, there's always like this, you know, mm there's always retaliation. Like those go to the battle space owner, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know where the <clears> Ranger <throat> task force went. Mm-hmm. You know, those dudes came in the night, they disappeared in the night. They're back at Bagram eating Dairy Queen. And then, you know, um, <laughs> the battle space, you know, they're out there and they're, that platoon's out there in their little patrol base, man. And they're, mm-hmm. that's where kind of the attention's gonna go, you know, within the next, uh, you know, the next week or whatever. So, you know, I, um, I've been on both sides, and I think uh, uh, it's all, it's important for the officers to, you know, I think not like get too narrow, right, in their in their perspective about you know kind of what all the different pieces on the battlefield are doing, and what their what their role is, you know. So, but what happened when you got that call from Branch though? From what? From Branch, and it was time to go. Yeah, it was. Yeah, dude. So this is where I have mixed feelings about this. So I you know, like. I was like, I can't go back to the big army. <laughs> he, just, yeah. he just said so, all of that. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, it's important that you have perspective, <laughs> but, but not me, fine, no. 
so I got out and it's, it's a weird, you know, it's an interesting relationship too for like, so officers, you're not supposed to go to the regiment necessarily and then get out. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's actually kind it's of, kind of taboo. frowned about, yeah, 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 frowned yeah. upon, man. And, you know, I, uh, you know, there's, it, it would, it would take a long time to kind of talk through all that, but you know, it's kind of a, something I talk about in my book is with just the whole, you know, the whole experience at the time. And I think part of what was going on for me, man, is like, I got in a fight as quick as I could and I like stayed in the fight. Like I never, you know, I didn't have any breaks. Right. And, uh, that particularly that long, that first long tour in the Korangal, I think retention rates from everybody who was part of that were incredibly low. Cause you know, it was just, again, it was like one of those things, man, where, it's just a little, it's, it's a little too much, you know? Um, but I don't know. I, you know, something can be said for pacing yourself, right? Like we were talking about the mental health issue. Like I think a lot of times if you, you kind of give guys a place to go, maybe take a knee, go do some instructor time, things like that. You know, it's in the long run, you're going to get more out of them. Then it's just like, boom, 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 go, 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 go. Until you're, you know, until the wheels come off. Right. So <laughs> you know, I think it's, I think it's good to, to pace yourself, but yeah, part of me was like having, you know, it's like you play, it's like going to the, you know, you get picked up to play on an NFL team and you end up in the Super Bowl, and then you're like, you know, it's like, they're going to bust you back down to high school ball or well, something. Can you, know, can you like, leave nah, there man. and are you allowed, because I don't know this, <laughs> the answer to this question, are you allowed to go say from, um, regiment into, you know, selection for SF or take the long walk and, you know, go JSOC and yeah. special mission unit yeah. or anything? Are you allowed to, or are they still requiring you to leave special ops? You've got to go back to conventional and then you can apply for those things. Yeah. Depending on what rank you are. Yeah. Oh, for okay. the officer world. Yeah. Where yeah. you're at in your timeline. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, you know, <laughs> say you're a captain, you know, at this time frame. BQ time frame. BQ yeah. captain. Yeah. Like branch qualified captain. Mm -hmm. You can go to both selections. Okay. Uh, lieutenant, non-branch non qualified, he has to go out to the Army and go to BQ, go to MCCC, do a company command, and then... Okay. Or he can go to just one selection. So you, you can make the crossover. Yeah. So you could... Yeah, there's ways. Yeah, there's 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 ways for sure. Who wa uh, wants to go from being a ranger to being a long tab? I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, I got a great... I got great... Some of my best friends... Yeah, uh, Connor, well, maybe. what about an SMU then? Yeah, you know, over at JSOC. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool, but I mean, I, I was never picked last for softball, so. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I would say that. Yeah, the, the, I saw this with. Yeah, like the Green Berets and the. Dude, you're gonna so get such. I'm sorry, you're gonna get yeah. such bad rap over there. I love you guys. I'm big. I'm big fan of you guys. I appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, go ahead. You know, like I was like, well, from the Green Beret route, I was like, man. If I want to hit targets, I want to hit targets with like 50 Rangers. America. Yeah. Yeah. America. <laughs> I don't want to hit targets with like my one other like SF buddy yeah, and, and like 50 Afghan Afghans. Yeah, no exactly. way, man. Yeah, yeah, That's I'm crazy. Good. Like those dudes, I mean, yeah. like, man, my hat's hat off. off. Like, that's right. Dude, like all the respect, man. Because mm -hmm. that's like, you're really, you're talking about hanging yeah. it out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. All on the table. Yeah. yeah. And there was a whole like, you know, there was a whole wave of, you know, blue on blue kind of stuff going yeah. on too. Like that was that was all happening when I was serving. Yeah, but it's a totally different mission set, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you can yeah. still go and join some boys and 
hit HDBTs with the special mission unit. Yeah. Well, you know, the unit too, you see this, <laughs> you see this, um, you know, where you're like, okay, in the, in the regiment, you're like, these NCOs are like, you're like, dude, I could, you know, like I said, like most of the time, like if the officer wasn't even there, it'd probably be okay. Yeah. You know? And you're like, when I'm working with the unit too, like downrange, you're like, you know, again, you're like, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it was less clear to me, you know, what, you know, what, uh, say an, o, an 04, an 05, 06 is doing Does in, in the, in the in unit. That, yeah. yeah. Then like what, you know, the traditional platoon leaders, company commanders, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I definitely, definitely weighed all that, man. But, um, you know, I kind of, you know, I felt like, um, it definitely got, how was your wife mine. and family feeling at this point, you know, when, I mean, cause you'd been running and gunning pretty hard. I mean, you went, yeah. you know, on rotations and stuff with 10th mountain, went over into a regiment, spent four years there hitting it pretty hard. And all of a sudden you're going to go, Hey, I'm checking out. I mean, did your wife ever go, you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, I want, so I did, I did all this with, with a young wife and you know, I could see where she was kind of like, dude, for real, like, this is what this is. This is what this life is. Um, so, you know, she was, I think she was starting to kind of kept questioning a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, we, we love that experience, you know, like it was not, you know, I don't think it was coming from necessarily a negative place, but it was just like, I, like, are we supposed to do this for 20 years? That's um, after the ones that stick around. Yeah. And that's where, that's where I'm getting <laughs> to Jason is man, like the dudes. So, you know, I did, I did four tours, you know, like two, two cumulative years overseas, like real, like hot tours. And some guys, like I remember my Ranger platoon sergeant, he was on like 12, you know, he was on tour 12 with me. And I was like, what? And he had two kids and like, I mean, it's just incredible. Like the endurance. 14. Right? Yeah. Yeah, man. The endurance, dude, that's where, you know, so this is a theme from We March at Midnight is, you know, my book is, you know, I think it's easy to go to war the first time. You know, it's to keep going back like over and over again to have like, you know, build like your entire adult life around serving and like being constantly exposed in an arm's way. It's, it's a whole different ball game for guys like me that got hit. That's also like it takes it to a whole nother level where you're like, this shit is real. Mm -hmm. People are dying. You can get killed because we all think it's not going to be us. Right. Otherwise, most people I don't think would ever even even do what we're doing right and so yeah it, it all you know it's yeah it's incredible to you know i'm lucky that i got real tours you know and some guys you know who caught a lot of this stuff at the back end or you know we're in maybe you know um between wars never never got that experience i'm incredibly lucky also you know i think after um you know after four tours right, i felt pretty good about like having kind of you know paid my dues and which is very yeah. honorable. Yeah. 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 Super. He crushed it, dude. Yeah. Like, you yeah. should be proud and feel, feel good about it. Yeah. I but mean, for, I, I know the places you've been. I've been there my damn self. And I'm telling you right now, if you're listening, like, it's hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is. the guys that did, and especially, you know, on the conventional side, you got some guys that might have done like th three or four of the long ones. Oh, yeah. I know and you're just like, like that. yeah. And you're just like, you know, they got kids, they got, you know, family. And it's like, holy yeah. cow, man. You know, that's, you know, that's real, um, patriotism. I think that's real, like endurance and like personal, 
um, fortitude, you know, that's, that's where you see it. You don't see it on like, got, you know, I mean, it, it's one thing to be brave in a firefight, you know, but to keep, you know, you're on firefight, like 700, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and you're still like leading from the front. That's, you know, that to me, that's Medal of Honor shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So no, I, I do know. Yeah. I mean, like Jason and some other guys I know that spent 12, 15 years in regiment. I don't, I don't, and, and during the, you know, combat period we're talking, not like, um, you know, the, the, I mean, the uh, pre 9-11 time period or anything, which is very different. And most of them didn't spend that long. It was average about, you know, uh, enlisted guys, young guys would stay about 12, 18 months and then they'd get the hell out of there. And then, um, you know, have you seen guys that stuck into, you know, regiment or one of the battalions for six years or something like that? It was like, holy cow. And then now you see guys that I know the 12, 15 years and what they've lived through in combat. Um, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that you're here <laughs> is remarkable, you know, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's one thing to be in a regiment for 15 yeah. years, you know, 12, 15 years, which I think is commendable in itself. Uh, but what you guys done and then to still be here, um, the good Lord has something yeah, I give, for I, you. I give it all back bigger. to God. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred I percent. Mean, yeah. And my men that got me through the, what I've been through, I, I, I my dumb ass didn't do it. I, I just started, I blacked out and woke up. <laughs> but yeah. it's the man beside you left and right that, you know, that, you literally would give your own life for and and you know they would do the same and there's nowhere else and that i've ever been and uh that that gives you that you know feeling of you know honor brotherhood servantship like all of those things rolled up into one thing and that's you know everybody here to do the do your job and you just feel i built my whole life around it and uh is because i never had that feeling anywhere else as much and i i just it was like a craving almost it became well how was it for you and you know and i and i'm maybe i can ask you the same because you're headed in that same spot how hard how is it in terms of being almost in a euphoric high of um the rock star on stage and then you step off the stage and you go to god's country Yeah, it's, it's, there's a, uh, that's a lot of there, noise. Yeah, there's a silence. whole like withdrawal and hangover phase yeah. for sure. Sure. You know, I, that, I can believe that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's a vulnerable time for people too, is like that kind of that first six months, mm. you know, that first six months out where you've kind of <clears> lost, <throat> yeah, you've lost like this sense of purpose and, you know, you've lost that immediate pay, pay connection. Attention. Oh, yeah. You know, you've lost <laughs> that immediate connection to a lot of the other people. That first six months is, you know, yeah, that's a critical period, right? It's just like that golden hour for a casualty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that matters. That matters a whole lot. Um, and I, you know, I definitely went through that too, where, and I was in deep, right? And I think the deeper you're in, the harder that exit is too, right? Where you're like real, real combat time, you know, and you've been in it for a while, especially that also makes it challenging, right? Um, you know, maybe if you were some technician in the Navy, you know, again, you weren't in, I would say, you know, the way I think about this, you weren't in super deep. So like that, that transition, yeah, that transition is just not as, not as messy. Yeah. Right. But I was still like, I was in job interviews, you know, saying you, crazy so, shit, you well, know? Well, so how, how soon stuff. from the time that you came back <laughs> before it was like, 
I'm done. I mean, how, how, what was that time frame? Uh, you know, I think it started the, this flip. Like, I was actually still there, and I was kind of like, oh, I think okay. um, yeah. I think this is it for me. But how, you know? what, what was the time frame, though, before the, you dropped papers or whatever? Yeah, it was, I think it was in, like, a few months come out, you know. Okay, so it was really, you were still in a very hot period. I mean, mm -hmm. from oh, just, yeah. yeah, and then making this transition at the same time frame. Yeah. Heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heavy. yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Trying to find where am I going to move the family? What kind of job am I going to get? Of course, you probably thought y'all had you had that figured out, you know? Yeah. We, no, I didn't. You know, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And I mean, did you have any money set that, aside to get ready? Yeah. Or? I mean, something that attracted me actually to this to this podcast and this show, Robert, was you know part of part in part your story with like just you know it, it not necessarily going well or you know struggling like through that transition. I think that's a very common story, but I didn't know what I was trying to do. And here's what I also thought when I was like, I was in the regiment. I got combat time. I got purple heart. I got metal valor, bronze stars, all that shit. Fucking everybody's going to be like, just throwing themselves at me. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Everybody owes me something. Yep. You know, put it at the top of the resume. Yeah. And people, that was not the no. response I got, you know? And I thought too, it's like, there was a lot going on at the time where there was still a lot of attention on it. And, uh, that, so that's not the experience I had, right? Like you had to, um, yeah, you had to sell yourself and find ways to, um, I think, um, I don't know, I don't want to sound too generic here, but what, I, what, what I did find was that, you know, that was met with a certain amount of like, people were a little bit like scared of that. You know what I mean? They're like, they no, kind I of perceive you, you as a very intense person <laughs> yeah. who's been through some really intense experiences. Who could pop at any moment. And yeah. And they're like, Hey, you know, like. I don't want this guy going crazy or yeah. like screaming at people in the office or whatever. Yep. Like right. Actually killed people. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what's wrong with that? Yeah. That's that first question yeah. for your country. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Like, I did it for you. I, yeah. <laughs> I did it for you. you don't have yeah. It. yeah. So many times how people would be like, you, you, you can just talk about it like that. I was like, yeah, I've killed a lot of people. Like, yeah, I'm proud of, I didn't do anything bad and I did everything for the greater good of our country. So that's why I don't mind talking about it. So, yeah. Yeah, but I still need a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. I don't need to be the cashier. Yeah. But, and then they, that's when they tell you, but we don't have a job for well, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll keep your resume. Yeah. 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 Thank God I met Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, so, that, that it's, a, yeah. it's a real struggle. And for you, it had to be, you know, with a family, it's a little bit different. If you have a single guy, I believe that we should, we do all of this job building a guy up to get him to be a warfighter. All of a sudden, he's a warfighter, and he's coming out of transition. We do a absolutely terrible job of transitioning back uh, into the military or the civilian force. And people will say, but that's not the military's job. I, I get it. I get it. But if there's a way in which we can kind of help with that transition somewhat outside of just a TAP program, you know, transition assistance program yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I'm talking about really emotionally and all of that, like um, – you know, some of these uh, single guys, there were programs that were out there where they go to a, a ranch or whatever, mm -hmm. and they just kind of you know, decompress. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was years ago had um, Griff from... day to have something like that for dudes. I know. Uh, Griff from... Com and keep them in service while they mm -hmm. do this, right? Um, Griff from Combat Flip-Flops, you know, talked about, you know, you need to have at least 12 months cash runway so that you can walk out the door and... Take the damn time to decompress before you go back into the, the workforce. Yeah. Having a family, it's a little bit harder to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. You feel like you got to provide right now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my brother and I both kind of navigated that he did it with kids. Right. And so I think he felt like he didn't have as much time to, so you didn't have kids at this time. No, I had a wife, no kids yet, but yeah, yeah, it was like you, yeah, there's no like, well, I'll I'll go screw around and try this out. Maybe I'll try that out. And like five to eat ramen a little bit here and there. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, yeah, I think there's two things for like, you know, guys getting out or, you know, men and women getting out that, you know, one is if you had any other experiences outside of the military that you liked, then that's, that's a big plus, right? Where you kind of have a sense of like, here's this other thing maybe that I want to try. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or if you were working before you came in on active duty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, just, yeah. You yeah. had, there's <clears throat> other kind of professional adult experiences that you can kind of like give you a sense of like, maybe I want to do that or I want to do something like that. That's those guys, you know, those men and women, there's, that's a huge, huge advantage. Yeah. And then the other, I think is education. Right? But if you're like, combat arms. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. However, he <laughs> could yeah. be a great gate guard. You know, yeah. that's how yeah. I, 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 I yeah. figured I was going to be like the senior gate guard. Security yeah. police officer yeah. and stuff like that is yeah. typically what they end up right. throwing but, at you yeah. anyway. Yeah. They got a great program in, uh, in the Army where you do the six months um, internship for companies. You know, if you, Oh, they just started that. Yeah. Which I knew a dude, uh, it was actually on the podcast that talked about that program, and he actually went to work for a brewery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got the yeah. brew beer and everything and chill and such. But not everybody knows about those programs. Nope. Not everybody gets introduced to those. Yeah. Well, you know, but that's a great program uh, where you can kind of mix the divide to it. I'm sorry, get back to yeah. what you were saying. No, no, yeah. no. That's not, totally it's, took you. No, that's good. Uh, I, I didn't, yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting because I've been out long enough where I kind of, you know, like some of the stuff's new to me. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, just like, you know, education is the other side of like, you know, so guys, some, 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 I keep saying guys, but you know, yeah, we know um, what you mean. Yeah. 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 Um, some people get out. Right. And like, they, they want to kind of stay, you know, near the military. Yeah. You know, some people get out and they do a 180. Yeah. You know, there's, like, I want hey, to I run as something. far as yeah, I exactly. could. I want to do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. Like I was like, I, you know, I did that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just kind of hover around it. Like I want to do something just totally different. Yeah. Um, and you know, so education is a really good like path where if like, you're going to hit the reset button, like super hard education. Right. Yeah. And for me, the post nine 11, like GI bill, that's an awesome tool. That vehicle is outstanding in yeah. terms of just being, having a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of things you can do with it. I went and did like a master's with it. Um, cause I just, I felt like what I had done in the military, like I kind of dead end myself on a few things where I wanted to do something different. I didn't have like a way to get there. I didn't have a bridge. Yeah. And to me, like education is kind of the bridge. If you want to hit reset or if you want to like, man, I'm over, I'm over here. I'm going to go way over there. I never really thought about it that way, you know, to really do the reset. I wondered if you get back into it and you may get more frustrated because of maybe you're older um, you're walking into older in, in, if you're working on undergrad, not master's program, because master's you may, but still, I mean, some kids go right out of uh, undergrad right into a master's program. But you're more than likely older, more senior, certainly have lived probably three lifetimes in 18 months, three years, whatever <laughs> it has been, right? And you're walking in the door with a, a group of individuals that have a very different mindset. So I would think that that could be more challenging than let me work my noodle and make it, you know, stress myself out in a different way (laughs) and stuff through school. But yeah, well, but you found it cathartic. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, just a few things like, well, I think one is like most colleges, like whatever, like, you know, I think guys are, you know, some people are maybe afraid of education, right? Like, it's just like, Hey, I'm not smart enough or something like that. Or like, I'm not a school person. Like I'm not, yeah. But like, I think most colleges, like, 
that like as a veteran, they like, they want you. Oh, they do. And they know? have programs out yeah. there now. Yeah. 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 And that was, so that was always like, you were, you know, in terms of being competitive, I mean, you could do like, just shoot for the moon, yeah. you know? And like most schools are like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so, you know, I think that's even in, 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 in our university system, like, you know, veterans are highly regarded. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, being in school, yeah, I felt like I didn't, I, I didn't fit in very well. Well, you know that's what I was going to say. I just didn't, man. I was like, I couldn't, I, and I, you know, I made some friends and stuff, but yeah. it was, it was, there was a void there. You know, there was a, there was a chasm. So you, you took know? that out of the equation, but what yeah. you're seeing is by, uh, you know, for somebody who's transitioning, especially has been, you know, in combat and everything else, Education is a way to immerse yourself and use your brain in a very different way. But you may—it's not necessarily for the relationship part of it. It's not for the, you know, that part. But what you're saying is, because that's what <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't network. I wasn't very good at network. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I'm not. I'm a social person. I think I'm not. You know, like mm-hmm. a total recluse or anything. But yeah. Like yeah. It was. It was really about you know, kind of the the academic side of it and like the skills and the. You know, um, where'd you get your master's in then? Uh, so, so the environmental field and, um, I knew that for some reason. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of like a secret tree hugger. Well, it's not <laughs> a secret. I'm very, you know, um, so, you know, I was, like I said, I was, I had that experience before the military as a climbing ranger in Olympic national yeah. park, yeah. like climbing and doing mountaineering, mm-hmm. you know, and getting paid for it where I just had this connection to the parks. Right. And so it wasn't an accident. I ended up back in the national park service. Yeah. You know, it's more on the, you know, more on the professional side. Like I was like, after Afghanistan, like I said, man, I was like, man, I ain't sleeping on the side of the mountain anymore. <laughs> right. Like, that's not, no, like yeah. maybe I'll do that a little bit here and there for fun, but I don't want to. And you've talked about how your no. job and your career is something, and I can totally see that now is something that's really great for transitioning military as well. And it's kind of an unkept secret. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, I think especially for like former infantry, yeah. um, you know, the national parks, like there's some awesome jobs where it's like, no one you know, would ever think you're that out. Though. I know. Right. And that's where it's like, there's, there's a whole like kind of law enforcement component and it's part, you know, it's basically oh. you're a park ranger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a park rangers commission law enforcement. Oh, you get to go from being a ranger to a guns. park ranger. Yeah, exactly. But like, ranger. they're cool jobs. <laughs> that's what they're <laughs> cool jobs. You're going to do search. You're going to do search and rescue. You're going to, you know, work with your hands all the time. You're yeah. going to be out in the elements and, you know, outdoors and they tab you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you get the, you get the, uh, you're like, no guys, I'm an army. You get the, whole, the yeah, you get the Ram head. I don't, man. I don't need that aircraft did you, training. Did you okay? sew it on your uniform? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you know, there's, yeah, like, so like, I'm like, why aren't there more like infantry dudes and like, yeah. you know, out here, man. Like, I don't, I don't, well, this I is where we just, get the word out for things like that. You yeah, know, absolutely. and this is ama- the yeah. great that you're putting that stuff out there. Yeah. Well, so, so did you have the, what kind of training did you have to go through? Um, you know, there was, we do, it's, it's kind of park specific. So like Yellowstone's pretty unique and that is, you know, fairly remote, very, um, you know, isolated. Right. And so cold, you know, there's kind of like more of a cold weather thing and, you know, so we all operate snowmobiles and, you know, trained to operate snowmobiles and like, you know, kind of snow survival and how to ski. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's the kind of skills you need, I think, to operate in that park, to do field work, like things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our workforce, they're, they're out there, you know, on skis or, you know, they're hanging off the side of a helicopter, you know, darting a wolf for like research. I mean, right. This is like spot on. <laughs> You're right. This is perfect for, you got little yeah. birds. 
so there's there's some cool stuff going on and uh yeah that's that's you know at least you know one thing i I was hoping to do today was just yeah kind of say hey man if you're if you're in the infantry and you're looking to get out think about the national park service because there's some pretty uh some pretty cool jobs that are like got the type of people that went to the infantry yeah right intentionally Mm -hmm. there's some good matches in the parks right where you're like you're I you're an outdoorsman. You're an outdoorsman, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that's where I think uh, you know again a lot of the, the the volunteer infantry. You get a lot of people who are you know like who are outdoorsmen who grew up you know outside who are competent with weapons. You know that kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. I think a lot of rangers, conventional guys, are you, that's common, right? And yeah. so same thing with the parks, where I think you get a lot of you know people who have to be good with you know good with their hands, good outside, like competent in the woods and the mountains. Well, doing, doing those things like you like with the parks and you know that that's a great platform we use this to get that out but at the same time like the um you know the opportunities are out there apparently not getting put out but the six month uh yeah internship is like you, you know you, you haven't heard about this then no no yeah no, it's yeah. worth talking about again yeah. because again the more we air this on this type right. of show the <clears throat> it's a great program it is um, it's a it's absolutely amazing and uh you, you you do the research on a you know big company or company or whatever that you want to work for. Doesn't even have to be a big company. No, it doesn't have like a small company. Uh, I'll I'll probably end up doing it too, but oh, I know I'm going to. But uh, at the end of the day, like you find the company, the organization or whatever you want to work for, and basically you go and you can tell them like, hey, look, I can work for you for six months, and you don't have to pay me. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, you, it, it's you're still tough. on active duty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, wow. they, yeah. they yeah. just have to yeah. sign. They, the have a, they have a, it was like four forms that you had to fill out, get signed by the tank commander because you got to authorize that stuff. But um, it's got to be a real job. Yeah. They can't be, you know, in other words, it, you know, they they can't pay you. They have to understand that. And there's a lot of legality to it, but it's it's super yeah. easy to get done. And and you can, any company commander knows about it at this point. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I've even had, uh, I've even seen guys that, uh, wanted to get into the sports field right like um all the you know athletics and coaching and stuff dude did a um uh six month and then he had some uh permissive tui stuff on the end so he ended up doing like eight or nine months for the atlanta falcons just following the team around the coach like being a scribe and at the end of this time they decided to bring him on higher and uh they got like so many days like 90 days to tell you like hey you we're probably not going to hire you and I'd give you an opportunity to go find another one for another couple of months. So yeah. it's amazing. And, and you think about private sector companies so often they have internship programs or they have programs where <clears throat> they, or, or, they, or they're searching for consulting contract type of people who are willing to do that. So that it can be a trial run. Yeah. Do I want to hire a Ray? Well, let me put them in this type of role. You know, I can terminate the contract at any given time if they don't work out, but if, man, if he works out, I'd love to transition them over. So it's a great type of program for that. If there was a way to find a bridge between, you know, reaching out to the commands out there to say, hey, listen, here's something most people don't think about. But if they go and do a six-month rotation and something like that, man, you might find you just found your dream job, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those, yeah, you kind of like let any opportunity for people to acquire skills, like try things out. And where, again, there's not the pressure of, like, I have to make a decision and start earning income right now. On either side. Right, yeah. Like, that's that's an incredibly um, stressful, you know, situation. I liken my my whole, like, military experience in then getting out to kind of, like, 
um, getting, you know, getting on a, a, a rocket and then being like shot into outer space. Right. <laughs> and so like all the combat time was like in the rocket and being launched and like just all the, the thrust and your cheeks are jiggling and it's crazy and everything's moving super fast. And then eventually you, you break get out through there. and then, yeah. Just and then you're in outer space <laughs> and that was getting out where you're just like, there's, there's no gravity, you know, it's just like, what am, where am I? Um, that, that's how it felt for me. I never so I thought think of anything, it that way, anything that like can, can take away that, yeah, that sense of now I'm in outer space and there's kind of no gravity. You that tether. Yeah, you know, to the, exactly. Kind of tether to hold you close yeah. to the spaceship yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. So, you know, I said that, you know, if you've had a, a, a experience before you got out, I think it, you know, like a, some other professional experience or before you got into the military, that can help you. Education's an awesome bridge too, to kind of, you know, help you through that. And then, you know, I think the other thing is like, you know, obviously other people, right? Like if it's in your family or it's your yeah. buddy or something like that, those are the other things where it's like, Hey, I, I saw the path that guy took and he's my friend and he can kind of help me with some advice. Right. So it's other, obviously other people in your life that can, you know, talk to them and, you know, I, I remember I didn't, I didn't necessarily like a lot of my friends, like close friends and stuff were, we were all kind of going through, they were all kind of in the same boat as me, you mm -hmm. know, where they were kind of, they were on, they were transitioning out and they were, they had been in this incredibly intense, like wartime military and they didn't, they were, so we were all kind of lost together, you know, and then there wasn't a lot of people, um, but just cause of the, you know, what the year and stuff, there wasn't a lot of people that I think had kind of six, you know, like kind of made it through and they're like, we're in similar situations and we're successfully on the other side. You know, who had yeah. like made it across that like raging river and we're like, yep. hey, here, you yeah, know, there's like, life you know, over like, here. Here's, yeah, this, there's a Ford right here. And, and, like, and here's a lifeline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah there wasn't crushed. a whole lot of those people out there at the right. time. But I think now, you know, there's obviously a lot, lot more. You know? Well, if they make themselves you know? known, I mean, um, you know, I, I think this generation is probably doing a little bit better job of that. But like uh, and it's primarily because of how America embraced or, um, you know, understood because it impacted so many different people around them, the war and what's going on. It wasn't in the news all the time, but that probably made it even that much more forefront because they knew it's still there and they didn't care whether the media was sharing it because it affected them probably in some ways. They had a, a nephew, an uncle, a brother, or a sister, or, you know, aunt or whatever, a cousin that's in it. Um, and, and you go back to like Vietnam, they didn't, they didn't do that. When they came back, you won't, it's hard to find Vietnam. That's, we were talking about it and, um, luckily I've been able to find a few that's going to uh, come and join us on the podcast and everything, but, um, it wasn't like they wore it like a, ba a badge of honor. Yeah. And so I think it's much easier to bump into somebody and have a conversation and, and learn that they're a veteran and then that kicks it off and everything. Uh, but prior to that, um, you know, you didn't, you didn't find any, uh, very many Vietnam veterans that, um, were out there that could be a mentor, a coach, someone that could help you and say, Hey, yeah. Um, you know, it's okay out here. You're going to be all right, you know, because yeah. they kept it themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's you know, what I mean. I'm talking about how, like, you know, I, to some extent, you know, people were a little bit wary of you as a combat veteran, but on the whole, right, I think we're all infinitely, you know, in a better position in terms of the relationship of veterans to society today than, like, Vietnam, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just like, man, that was... 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, on, on the whole, yeah, like, America's good to veterans, you know. It's just, you know, you got to... Yeah. You know, you got to, you got to hustle, you know, like people really aren't going to, going to hand you anything yeah. like, you know, I, I grind doesn't stop. It just goes in a different, you know, 
energy directing. You know. yeah. I want to, um, before we wrap up, I want to make sure that you say your book name again and yeah. how people can find it. Yeah. And then how they can get in contact with you if they want to learn more about what you just dropped as far yeah. as uh, becoming a park ranger. Oh, yeah, sure. So um, We March at Midnight is the book, nonfiction, war memoir. We March at Midnight. Um, Amazon, all the Yeah, all the major, yeah, it's so traditional publishing, right? And they're huge distribution for all that. So all the, you know, yeah, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, Powell's, all the Audible, every, yeah, any, every major retailer has it. And then, um, yeah, uh, Ray McPadden one on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Ray McPadden one on Instagram. Not too big on social media. Um, <laughs> well, you weren't, <laughs> I weren't, but, uh, Before now, yeah, yeah, be. yeah. I, uh, man, I have uh, an interesting relationship with social media. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm a, I'm a slow adopter. You know what I mean? It took yeah. me a while to kind of, you know, come, come around. To, well, Jason to just got stuff, on as know? well. It was the <laughs> yeah. same thing, but yeah. I mean, you you know, it's because of keeping a low profile. I yeah. get that. And then so yeah. the love hate with social media, but yeah. hopefully what comes out of this is what we find typical mm-hmm. with most of the guests is that, um, because you came on, you're probably going to get a following of individuals who would love to reach out and talk to you about your experiences, you know, things that you might be able to help them with in coaching or mentoring and, um, hey, I'm getting ready to go and get an option 40, you know, what was that like, you know, or, you know, whatever types of questions and stuff that come out of that. So that's why I wanted to, I'm glad you brought it up because it might be a way to which you're comfortable in them giving you direct messages without oh, yeah. giving up your cell phone yeah, number yeah, on yeah, the yeah. air here. Yeah, and, no, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, a, at, yeah, uh, it's, you know. it's an awesome tool. It yeah. really is. Like I had, uh, you know, I had somebody through, you know, social media and reach out and was like, they were asking me about like workouts, you yeah. know? Yeah, um, could be is, anything. Yeah, which is kind of you know funny. I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm good shape too, but I'm not like um, you know definitely not in my in my prime anymore. <laughs> but you know, it was like, hey, what well, you know what can I do? And my advice was, I like to keep it simple. I was like, run with a gas mask on, like just oh, yeah, yeah. Like, pro mask, run. Yeah, yeah, like the They're old available. pro mask run, man. Well, They're available on Amazon.com. Like, Amazon. like, yeah, keep it simple. You don't need to buy no yeah. crazy machines, man. Just <laughs> throw a gas mask on and go run up a hill for a while. Take the like, charcoal yeah. off of yeah. it, throw like, up in your mask a few times, so it'll fix you right up. Then they're done that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like growing up boxing. We used to wear trash bags for yeah. like workouts. Oh, yeah. Like, you, know, you know, you cut out the head hole, oh, yeah. you cut out the arm holes, and like, just keep it simple, man. Like yeah. Just anyway, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an awesome tool. Um, but yeah, people can hit me up on that, or you know, the yeah. So the, uh, yeah. But but the book's been it's been a, it's been really cool just seeing it. You know, really really take off. I think some of that was, you know, it's just just been out for just a, a few months now. But uh, uh, the nonfiction side I'd written before, but um, you know, I think with the war, you know, kind of ending in Afghanistan and. Obviously, a lot of the the books set over there, and it's about the journey, you know, mm-hmm. like the journey. I think that that many people that were in the GWAT really at its height, kind of the uh, the arc of that, and uh, some of the the dark places you go, and then, you know, I think, um, you know, kind of the resilience, the endurance that a lot of people display, and like working through all that, and then actually coming out, you know, better, yeah, you know, and uh, having that become a formative experience, and not necessarily a you know, something that breaks you down. So 
I hope people go out yeah. there and check it out for sure. Yeah, for and, sure. I can't uh, wait to read it. Get in contact with you uh, via your social media. I appreciate you coming all this way. Yeah. And uh, being on the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this has been great, guys. Yeah, I appreciate I, I, Yeah, I appreciate it. And I'm going to go shoot down to Benning and take some pictures. Oh, geez. Maybe I'll put those on social. <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, you go. <laughs> I haven't seen that yeah, place I'm looking in a forward long time. to following you. Feel free to yeah. follow me, too, man, yeah. on Instagram and Facebook. I, I'd yeah. love to keep in touch with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thanks, guys. This has been great. Yeah, yeah. likewise.